Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, bees! This is Laura Bailey, here to welcome you to the Critical Role podcast. If you'd like to tune into the show as it airs, you can watch Critical Role Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash critical role and youtube.com slash critical role. Our lovely Twitch subscribers can view the episode on demand right away. Or you can find it on YouTube Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific. And of course, for all you fantastic podcast listeners, Critical Role episodes hit feeds on Thursday mornings, a week after the episode first airs. With all that said, let's get into another episode of Critical Role. What's up, motherfuckers? In celebration of my favorite television show, sadly coming to an end. My costume this year is a joke for exactly 23% of our audience. Here's some of the names that were thrown around backstage just now. Janky Alexander. Kat Von D minus. The cool thing about this outfit is every tattoo leads to a different clue about why my parents didn't love me as a child. <laughs> I love you too, goddammit. I look like if Jared Leto's Joker auditioned for John Wick. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> All right, all right. Welcome to Critical Role Live at Gen Con. I had this wig made from Laura's discarded hair. Just kidding, every week before the show, I clip a little bit of it off and put it in a Ziploc. Hey, at intermission, if you didn't already, say hi to Tall and everybody in our crew that's working at the merch booth. Uh, they will have stuff for sale still during intermission. Um, before we bring out the cast, we like to ask a few things of everybody that's in attendance at the live show so you can have the best experience and so the folks at home watching can have the best experience. Uh, we are live broadcasting this and it will be available on everywhere that our shit ends up available. So outside of the occasional picture or two, there's no reason to have your phone up filming what's happening because we have much better cameras than your phone. 
And God forbid you're one of those people that goes to a concert or something and films with an iPad. Get your fucking iPads out of here, man. If I see it, it's over. Um, I I will fuck him up, dude. Look at this shit. Take anybody right now. Also, there's going to be a lot of super fun stuff that happens tonight. Something that isn't fun is when people shout suggestions, rules, jokes they think are funny at the players while we're playing. It just kind of, it's not very fun, and most of the jokes are pretty bad. Take it from someone who knows. Be respectful of the people around you and of the folks at home and uh, to not distract them, because let's be honest, they all have very short attention spans. Um, let's see, anything else? Uh, I don't know, someone wanted me to shout them out, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, we are going to have an intermission, and you, tr- you can use the restroom then, because as you guys remember in this theater, the seats are creaky as fuck. <laughs> and so try to minimize your getting up and sitting down if you can, because it's like, it's like someone's stabbing a frog, like every third... <laughs> thing. It's like the craziest thing. Um, And last but not least, don't forget to love each other. Respect. Respect everybody around you. If someone has too much to drink, you know, just knock them out and let them sleep it off until the show's over. Uh, But just be respectful to everybody around you. And I know it's dark. And if you're getting up and moving around and stuff, also think about all of our friends that are in cosplay with expensive and delicate items, unlike the fucking outfit I'm wearing right now. Uh, Without further ado, I would like to introduce the cast of Critical Role, Travis Willingham. Ray! Liam Allison Jeffy! Sam Riga! who can save us all, Matthew Mercer! (laughs) (sighs) 
so. So as you can tell, we all agreed to one singular theme. What happened, guys? I thought, I thought you guys said to just be fabulous and and expressive, and I I think I I read the wrong email. No, Sam. I think we all read the wrong email. I think you got it very right. No. Welcome, everyone, to Critical Role. A bunch of us nerdy-ass voice actors sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> this is so insane. <laughs> What's great, too, is with the lights on us, all we see is darkness, and so it's very, like, eldritch horror. It's just a wall of voices and, just the, two and the two beaming lights of... Yeah. E it's amazing. Um, wow. So welcome. Welcome to us live here in Indianapolis. Gen Con, thank you all so much for coming. Super excited tonight. Um, we have some quick announcements to get through, so bear with us. First and foremost, <laughs> our sponsor for the evening, and have been our sponsor and friend for the entirety of campaign two, D&D Beyond. <laughs> Sam? Guys, the election for D&D Beyond president closes tonight at intermission, so head on over to D&D Beyond to cast your vote for me before it's too late. Uh, get special rewards just for voting. You can also vote here at the theater. I think there's kiosks set up, or you can go to dndbeyond.link slash crelection. Uh, I will pay anyone who votes for me in this theater $50 <laughs> if, if I win. And, and to celebrate the end of the election, I thought I'd just do a throwback and sing that classic song that we all love uh, for you guys. <clears throat> he had the perfect warlock. his falchion and supplies, but he decided to miss, mess with Ukatoa and consume too many eyes. <laughs> he can click open the website he heard about on Critical Role, but he won't find any stats at all, and he's even weaker than before. <laughs> F-J-O-R-D! For the feeble orc, F-J-O-R-D. Once a warlock, now a dork. He's got no magic, he's got no sword, and he lost that southern draw. F-J-O-R-D, F-J-O-R-D. For the feeble orc.
Thank you, Sam. Sure. So D&D Beyond is an online app where you can make and build all your D&D characters. They're an awesome sponsor. She lets you know about what they do. Thank you. And thank you, Sam. All right. Uh, also, quick thanks to our friends at The Rook and The Raven, who you've heard us mention before on the show, who provided some great giveaways for a lot of the folks here in attendance. Thanks to them for all their continued support. They're amazing. If you have a chance, check out their stuff online or possibly here at the con. Um, next up, on Monday, August 5th, Between the Sheets will make its triumphant return to our channel here at Critical Role's Twitch. 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, we welcome the wonderful musician, writer, and just all-around badass Amanda Palmer. One of my favorite creatives for well over a decade, and it's just a dream to have even had her be involved, and this is an incredible interview, so don't miss it. Um, it will be on VOD immediately for Twitch channel subscribers, and will be available on YouTube the following Wednesday, so keep an eye out for it. Uh, and for those who haven't seen, Taliesin's Call of Cthulhu one-shot. Shadow of the Crystal Palace, in which, I mean, you, you did an amazing job. <laughs> uh, featuring Marisha Ray, Eric Ishii, who's out there in the audience somewhere, uh, Liam O'Brien, Phil Lamar, wonderful Evan friend, Travis Willingham here, Ashley Birch, also from what you got to see here last year. Um, it's on our YouTube and Twitch channel, so if you haven't had a chance to check it out after this show and possibly after the con, go do so, because it's pretty badass. Uh, also, as a reminder, there is no Wormwood giveaway tonight. We are just here to enjoy the, the experience of our our friends on the internet and here in person. So, yes. so, that being the case, let's go ahead and jump in to tonight's episode of Critical Role. So that was one of the most chills-inducing experiences <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Last <clears throat> thing he ever heard. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
Last we left off, the Mighty Nine, after sending some friends and family to safety in Nicodranas, made their way to the Graying Wildlands in search of answers regarding both the fractured halves of this blade that had been gathered across their adventures, and possibly these visions that had come through the Wild Mother to Caduceus Clay. Upon seeking another remnant of the Raven Queen's historical pact with the Wild Mother, you made your way towards Kravarat, the volcanic mountain, to Cinderest Sanctum, or as you know it, as the Burning Lodge amongst the Clay family, to meet the Dust family. While you were here, where you learned a bit of the history of this blade and the individual Dolgrim Smeltborn, who apparently still resides in the city of uh, Uthodurn. As you spent the evening there, visions came to Ford of his, uh, I don't know what you would call it, faithful, not at all, a, a, uh, a dark entity known as Ukatoa, in which you had fallen into a pact with long ago. That's awesome. <laughs> Who is very unhappy that you had absconded with the third and final means of unsealing his current fate and showed that the power you've been granted can indeed be taken away. You, however, in the face of this challenge, placed your own blade into your chest, played essentially chicken with this entity, and when it wasn't going your way, threw your packed blade into the actual molten center of the Cinderest Sanctum. <laughs> Seemingly now absolved of your pact, powerless compared to your previous travels, you came forward with your friends about your current predicament. As you gathered various items of support, you all sought for more answers, seeking this Dolgrim, possible elements of the refined residuum that may be connected to Caduceus Clay's vision, and leaving the mountain into the freshly snow-set mountainsides of the Flotket Alps, began traveling southwest towards the city of Uthodurn. So, Mighty Nine. How would you like to progress? Ah! <laughs> Are we like outside of the entrance already? Is it like we're in the snow? You guys right were now. just stepping out and where there's this yeah, fresh yeah, snowfall. Yeah, yeah. The storm that came last night seemed to have passed. Still gray sky, but there's a fresh snowfall that has come across the Alps. All right, how do we get there? Yes, did anyone ask for directions before we left the, the kiln? We, we, well, we have a map. We do have a oh, map. Oh, we have a map. Yeah. Great. Let's just follow it and go to Laura Dern. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose we'll, we'll check to make sure we're taking the safest path, too, if there's any, uh, anything we should be looking out for. Uh, okay. We'll is a path them. marked on the map? Um, there isn't so much a, a path marked, but there are positions across it. It looks fairly obvious looking at that where we should go for sure. We are here. We're going there. Mountains. So there's only like two mountains in the way. That's not, look at all these mountains. Can we yeah. go between the mountains? It specifically says do not go between the mountains, no. <laughs> that, ac that accent is super weird. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, 
you talk funny. Do the mountains uh, block the direct route if we were to set out on foot? Uh, if you want to go ahead and take a look to the direction you're currently... Look, I'm, just you, you have to, yeah, I'm just going to run back way, inside so. really fast. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. And I'm going to go ask for directions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow Jester. Yeah. I'm going to follow All Jester. Right. Yeah, if you could just like write them down, because I'm kind of bad at remembering uh, things. Anything we may run, run into, if there's anything particularly dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so you rush back in, you go ahead and see uh, Jeremy Dust is currently sitting down and uh, looks like enjoying some sort of a, a morning coffee, some sort of hot beverage, blowing it off. And as you kind of approach from the, the entryway uh, tunnels that lead you deep into the, the sanctum, she looks up and goes, oh, hello again. It was a really, we're there and back, or uh, just get, how do we get there? <laughs> uh, you go southwest. Mm -hmm and eventually look for what looks to be a series of small towers and... Uh... Just southwest? Yeah. <laughs> is there a path or a road or how do when you... There is when there isn't fresh snowfall, because that kind of covers the path, but... Uh... Mm. That makes sense. Okay. Put it this way, when you look out and you go straight to where the southwest is, the first mountain you see in your way, go around the left side. The next mountain you see, go around the right side. That's perfect, that's all we need. Pass there, you might find it. Just keep your eyes peeled. Okay. Uh, what kind of fiends or beasts might we encounter? Anything that you know of? Uh, there's all sorts of creatures that call the Alps home. There's, uh, there's wolves, winter wolves, dire wolves. There's, wolves. there's the uh, orcs of Raftkar and the it's various other wandering Rhine Plains orcs that come up here for hunting because they're better game up here in the mountains. Do they hunt the um, wolves? Probably, and yeah. wolves too. They bring down from the path south of here. Um, also, there's all sorts of things that maybe wander in from the crystal sands and just try your best to not be seen. Oh, okay, we're pretty stealthy. Good, good, you might survive. What, what do these towers look like? We know it's an elven city, are they? Yeah. It's elf and dwarf, actually. Oh, sorry. That's all right, it's all right. But you see, we're on the base of the mountain that it's on. There's a, a cluster of them about maybe half a mile across, and you'll see a big old roof in the center. That's probably where you're going. Caleb! Yeah. Where is Southwest? It's that way. Then that's where we're going. <laughs> So we're gonna get to the first mountain and we're gonna take a right. No, no a left. I thought it was a shit. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get to the first mountain. We're gonna take a left, and then we're gonna get to the second mountain. Then we're gonna take a right. Right. Yeah. So we go lefty loosey, then righty tidy, and then we are there. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And then towers. Easiest adventure we've ever gone on. No problem. Let's go. All right. Stealthily. All right. First and foremost, I need a, a marching order from you guys. I'm in the back. <laughs> Ford in the back. Actually, Ford, maybe in the middle, because if something comes yeah. up from behind As us. As the former weakest person in this group. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, I you're also very used strong. I the, the rear was the ideal position, but maybe second to last, or possibly third to last, or maybe all of us around you in a protective ring. 
have your shield, right? I do. I have a shield, yes. Have and you ever fought with a shield before? No. All right. <laughs> need to make like a, like a, like, I don't know, like a Caleb, a Caleb Ford Hot Pocket. It's not quite a sandwich. It's like a... Maybe we should like double layer it. A wrap. Like a... Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are we talking about? I'll take, oh, I'll take well, front, then. I'll take back. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right, so we have Caduceus up front. I'll go in the front with, with Ducey. All righty. Nice. I'll be behind Knot. Mm. Where are you, Beauregard? Behind Knot. Behind them? Yeah, 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 All right, so we have at the front, we have Caduceus and Knot up front. Behind them, we have Beauregard. In the center, we have Ford. And then behind them, we have Caleb and Jester. Sounds perfect. Hot pocket. <clears throat> All right. I, think I don't think we can clear that. I think that's goth pocket. Goth pocket. <laughs> goth pocket, yes. Goth pocket. Alrighty. So. We're a lock pocket? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so who is, who is guiding the direction of this? Are you at the front? I Good. guess I am. <laughs> Who's taking point in guiding the group is what I'm asking. We, we, we. Well, uh, yeah, Caduceus and I. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, God. either one of you make a, a nature check with advantage, or both of you take one separately. First roll. You, Come on. You with nature should check we, advantage, because my nature is terrible. We should be stealthy. We were warned right. not to be seen, so... Um... With advantage? Thank God. That's cocked. Ooh, shitty, 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 bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eleven. Eleven. All righty, all righty. Yeah, I would have been, that was, yeah, no, you don't even want to know. I just, I just took a fun roll. No. What? Alrighty. We're fucked. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, as Not continues to guide you guys around the same lake that you had previously traversed, keeping an eye in the sky above, but we're going to make a perception check just to keep, it, keep looking above in the vicinity around you. Okay, and 14. 14, good, all right. Continuing forward, the... The wind isn't terribly strong, but it does pick up in gusts here and there and kind of blows past a moment. Uh, kind of swelling on occasion. The, um, the ice and snow-capped trees eventually consume the horizon as you lower down from the base of the mountain into the central forest, heading across towards the one mountain to the southwest that Caleb had pointed out. Right as you begin to lose vision, you begin to see what will be clusters moving briefly. Beauregard kind of keeping a close eye on Caduceus also keenly aware that what looks almost like slow avalanches and sections moving separately, um, you just barely squint your eyes and you can see instead they are small clusters of wild white bison moving across the exterior of the distant mountain, causing this kind of optical illusion effect. Um, But you keep close to yourselves for warmth and dive under the canopy of the forest, continuing onward. The first hour seems to go by fine. A couple more hours, you guys eventually make it towards the base of the first mountain. At least you begin to see the tree line break apart. You can see where it begins to ascend up the side of that rocky cliff. We forgot to ask how long of a journey this was. was They told us it was like a day, day and a half. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so are you guys continuing to move stealthily, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that does slow your travel. So it might take a little longer than a day and a half, stealthily. I think stealthy is better, though, right? We're leaving tracks behind us, yes? Quite a few. No, I'm behind us. I'm using my tail to brush them as we walk. (laughs) Roll a stealth check to see how well you're doing. (laughs) I believe in you. Which one? Yeah. The cute one. Stealth, 17. 
okay, you think you're doing an all right job covering some of the tracks. Doesn't like nobody walk through, now it just looks like one weird drunk worm has been pushing its way through the snow. Hey man, a worm is better than a group of people. Maybe. Could be helpful, we'll see. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> so continuing onward, for the next few hours, you guys are turning right or left against the first mountain you come across. Left. Left. Left or right. Right. You left got a memory. That's Unless good. he was wrong. Curving around the base, are you staying within the tree line or are you coasting up on the side of the mountain? Uh, let me scout it real quick. How about that? Ooh, yeah, sure. I'll kind of go up the mountain a little bit and see if I can scale a tree, get a viewpoint. Sure. All right. Go ahead and make an effort. Wait, you don't still have your bird, right? Is your cat a bird or is your cat a cat? It's always a cat. But, it, it, okay, it's. You, knew, you know what I mean. Yeah, it changes sometimes. Where's the octopus? There is a... Who said that? <laughs> he lost his powers. He's not deaf. <laughs> there is a cat shaped like a cat sitting next to you on the ground now, so that's what you got. All right, scale a tree. So Go with her. Athletics or acrobatics, your choice, since the trees here are pretty close acrobatics. together. Acrobatics. Go for it. Wow. That was a cool Ooh. roll. Oh, yo. Yeah. Uh, uh, 27. Whoa. All right. <laughs> yeah, like, like an Olympic gymnast <laughs> leaping from tree branch to tree branch, you watch as Bo quickly ascends to the top of the tree. As you poke out past the canopy and look ahead, you can see um, along the mountainside, there are clusters of trees. This one mountain isn't too much of a spire-like. It tends to break off towards the top, and there's a bit of a roundedness to its, to its, its edge there. Um, there looks to be some sort of a, a watchtower built on the top of it. You're not sure of the quality or if it's manned or not, um, but that's towards the peak of the mountain. Can I tell what it's made out of? Is it like a wooden? At this distance? Uh, wooden watchtower? Uh, make, a, make a perception check to see if you can make out any details, because it's quite a ways away from you. It's probably oh. like... Natural one. As you're peeking upward, one of the frost zephyr birds flies by and poops right in your eye. And you're like, ah, 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 and your eyes just have a hard time focusing once you wipe it free. And unfortunately, at this point, everything just looks like it's covered in snow and you're stinging really bad. Uh, fucking birds. I'm glad Thaddeus is gone. All right. You I swear you heard it. Hoo, hoo. <laughs> <laughs> All birds are assholes. <laughs> As a bird owner, yeah. kind of. I love them. They're assholes. All right, I can see the, uh, the other. Oh, I go back down to the group. I don't know if that's... Do I need a... After our natural one, go ahead and roll another acrobatics check. <laughs> With a disadvantage. You got shit in your eye. Caleb has been watching through Frumpkin all this time shit as well. Shit in my eye doesn't affect my dope abs, though. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. It's still good. 19. Yeah, see, it doesn't You're affect 20. you at all. You were fine. Oh, yeah. Almost without having to use your vision, and as much as it's singing and blinking, you manage to leap down without issue, making your way to the base. You guys come, Bo comes down with this like streak of white on one side of the face. Oh, what happened? So, there's a tower up ahead. I oh. think like a fucked up mountain. Probably the mountain we're going. Looks like a watchtower. Jester, mm. or Caduceus, do either one of you have like a wet wipe? I've, 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 I use the bottom of my sleeve. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. 
Um, it looks like some sort of watchtower. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying Is to get the tower looking. that we are looking for. Nah. Oh, so we stick to the trees then. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you head to the left. Continue around the base of the mountain. Are you guys going stealthily? Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Everyone, make a stealth check, please. You moved up and down that mountain incredibly well. How long does it take to learn to do that? <laughs> If you want for it, I could teach you how to use a crossbow. My five-year-old can do it. <laughs> that would be lovely, thank you. I got you, Captain. I got your back. I just, you know, I just... Stealth checks on the table. Oh, 27. 27. Jester? Seven. Seven. <laughs> 12. 12. 13. 21. Also, also seven. Ooh. We don't have counsel on the tray, so. Okay. I did okay. It's on. Yeah, I didn't cast it. No, nah, it's okay. No, no, it's not on. No, no, no. All right. So, as you guys dive into the tree line, making your way around the edge of the mountain. You get probably around three quarters of the path before you begin to head back to that straight line through the mountain range that leads you in the direction you were told Uthodurm would be. As you're moving forward, Caduceus, the front of the way, you can see what looks to be a couple of prints in the snow directly ahead. Small, clustered, forward, quadrupedal. Do they... Uh... How close are we? How close are we to the to the to the prince? Uh, you you see them about thirty feet, kind of ahead of you and to the right. I'm going to take a long look around. I'm going to stop everybody and take a long look around to see if there's anything waiting to pounce. <laughs> Make a perception check. All right. These I'm good at. Ah, oh, that's better. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Glancing a little ways ahead, you can see what looks to be two wolves, kind of white gray fur. Um, relatively large comparison to a regular wolf. Um, not massive, but maybe I'd say nine or so feet from, uh, from snout to rear. And there's two of them kind of in a pair, just making their way through carefully through the center of the forest. They don't seem to notice your presence yet, and they're about 100 feet ahead of you. And they're going to the right. They're just they're heading their own direction. They were. Oh, no. <laughs> Have they noticed us? One of them seems to be going <laughs> and glances over in your direction. Then I'm going to say, in the manner that one can talk to wolves, I really don't recommend this. I know this looks easy, but this is going to end so badly. <laughs> you watch as it like stops and then gets low. Oh. And it seems to, as it gets low, vanish beneath one of the little snowbanks, and you lose sight of where it may be. Okay. The other one kind of follows suit, kind of curving around, almost in a pincer formation to the left, and then also dips down below one of the nearby forest banks where the, slow, the small hill rises up, and you don't see it emerge from the other side of the hill. You've now lost sight of both of the wolves. There's at least two wolves currently circling us, and they're going to make an attempt to eat us, at least two, possibly more. Uh, I guess get ready, kids. Are you sure that's not just behavior that lets us pass? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. That, that's... Should we run? 
Uh, is I, running a good idea? I think flank and prepare. I. Let's make a circle. Circle up around Ford. And Caleb. <laughs> These are regular sized wolves. I think I will be on the outside. It is all right. They're about, they're about really? nine. nine. They're pretty they're big. Nine they're big ones? They're, nine they're pretty big. Long. Bigger than you. Get in the middle, Caleb. I have thought better of it. I will go in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Caleb's in the middle armor. with us, too. I'll say... Yeah, Ford, you don't have to stay in the middle if you don't want to, if you want to, if you want to test out how you feel. Mm, don't do okay. it. Don't. <laughs> so, Ford, you're staying in the center? Yeah, sure. All right, so you guys encircle Ford. And, and, to... and Caleb, and Caleb, too, now. Yeah. Caleb, oh, Caleb as well yeah. in the center? All right. Ladies and Caduceus surround... I'm Go! going to prepare uh, spirit guardians the minute I see any movement. Okay. So you, you're, you begin casting spirit guardians. To release as soon as we see anything. Okay. As you guys continue stepping forward, Caduceus, out of the corner of your eye, you look across one of the banks for a split second. You look over. You begin to feel the slight rumble in the ground. You look up in the direction of the first snowbank, and you see kind of the bristled fur of the large wolf there as it pulls back, snarling. I cast <laughs> blindness. You cast blindness? Yeah. All right, so you release blindness. You see it leap, too, as he casts the spell. You look over. Uh, what, what's the DC on that? Uh, Constitution 17. Constitution 17. Natural 19. Motherfucker. Unfortunately, it leaps in the air. The spell has no effect, and there is a spray of white snow as emerging from the ground beneath it. <laughs> You see a flash of blue and white. You see numerous spiny legs emerge from the snow and earth beneath as a large serpentine, almost centipede-like creature bursts from beneath the ice and snow and devours the wolf, oh. wolf hole in one bite. We're winning! <laughs> I turn around and look back at our tracks. Oh, shit. <laughs> As it turns back towards you, these large insectoid eyes at its current lake, standing about 10 feet above, its large maw kind of glistening, clacking as its mandibles kind of pull back in, its numerous arms and legs kind of like clicking around its body, it spins around to look at you with these large antenna. Everyone roll initiative. Oh! Captain, my captain. Fuck! I am by fucking Oh, I don't have, I don't have my, Wait, my helmet, but this combat guardians? is powered by Dwarven Forge. They've just launched Plaguestone, a new line of Pathfinder 2 sets. Go check it out now, Dwarven Forge. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa, cool camera angle. Does, does Jester get a spiritual guardian, guardian cast pre-roll? Yes, you do. As a, as a reaction, you do. Bless you. Oof. Oh, nice. That's good too. Nice. Okay. All right, let me get over here to some proper battle music. Thank you. Why does it keep doing this? So there is one wolf who is hiding behind here that you can just hear it react, and then on this end, you see the creature had just 
risen past here and devoured the wolf. Fuck that in thing. One leap. I want the wolf instead. Alrighty. So. Initiatives, 25 to 20. 23. 23. We have not. Uh, 20 to 15? 19. 17. 15. All right, so we have 19 for Jester. Yes. 17 Ford. for Beauregard. Or 17 for Ford. Sorry, for Ford. 15, 15 for, for Bo. Beauregard. All right. 15 to 10? 13. 12. All right, and we have. We're just getting right into the shit. Get that. Just looking at the map. Stop it! No, 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 no! Twitch TOS, Sam, come on! It go hurt my finger. Go, go, burn, oh. boy. All right. Not. You're up first. Okay. I'm gonna run full speed, about 30 feet, uh, sort of flanking all of us. You pick a direction. <laughs> like around this way? Yeah, perfect. All right, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Put sure, and then the last five feet, I'm gonna like, uh, like, a, like a hockey stop, like uh, sort of a, a deep slide, so I want the snow to cover me and I'm gonna bonus action hide under it. I will say because you're small enough and there is enough snow from the storm last night, I'll allow it. Go okay. ahead and roll a stealth check. 28. A unique element of this, as you run through the snow, because of your ring, I'll say the snow is not quite as difficult to get through as you thought it would be, oh. which is nice. Oh, so you get your full cool. movement. Nice. So what was your self check in? It was uh, 28. 28, still. you got it. All right, you believe, you're just going to skid and vanish into the snowbank. And, uh, and cock my uh, pistolera, and I fire, hoping that I'm hidden. All righty, go for it. Okay, do I get advantage? No. Uh, go ahead and I'll say, yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, okay. 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Go roll damage. Okay. Ooh, doctor. <laughs> uh, I'll use fury of the small 40 points of damage. Holy shit. Robes, man. All righty. As it turns and watches and tracks you as you spin into the snow and vanish, it begins to look around. It's kind of weird insect-like face going right in one of its eyes. The splash of blue gore out of one side of its face as it rears back. Um, that's your turn, I believe, right? Oh, yes. All right. The ground begins to shake once more, this time heavier and larger. No. You all turn around, and behind you, right in front of Caleb and Jester, the ground explodes, and one of the nearby rocks gets pushed off to the side as you realize the one that you noticed may have been the child. <gasps> oh. If I can figure out where I dropped the thing, of course. Bring out the monster! There it is. Jesus Christ. Oh. No. 
as it does so, oh god. As it does so, the rock tips over, rolls off, and actually knocks this tree onto the side there. Good save, good save. So, this entity now standing tall at about 15 or so feet, its body much larger, the armor thicker, its eyes much more angry, spins around, shifts towards Jester, Beauregard, and Caleb, and it's going to go ahead and make a bite attack against. Wouldn't it get, wait, doesn't it get attacked by my spiritual guardian? It does, actually. So go ahead and what's the wisdom save on that? Wisdom save 17! 17! Natural 2! No, yeah. it does not save. Don't hold damage. Come on, hamster unicorns! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, that's four of them. Hold on, I only get three. Seven plus eight. It's 15. Nice. 15 points of damage, I guess that. Nice. So as it emerges, suddenly it's splashed and assaulted by a cloud of angry little temporal unicorns. I mean, spearing it with their tiny horns as it looks back to you. And it's going to attack you. How Since you it, were the first How do they know it's from me? You're just too adorable. Ah. You seem to be the source of where they're swirling. Sentinel attack. Oh, yeah! yeah. Go for it. Guys, we're getting good at this. I don't think anyone's gonna die this session. 19. <laughs> Tell me I hit it. 14. Uh, 14 does not hit. You swing with your staff, and as it, you hit its armor, as much as the, en- the insectoid carapace on the bottom looks like it's a little fleshy, it's harder than you thought, and it just bounces off with no impact. As it bites down toward Jester with a 22 to hit. Oh, that I, hits. I think it hits your armor class, yeah. Uh, all right, so you, as it bites into you, you take, let me get all the D10s here. All, all Don't want to look. Tens across the board. All right. Ooh. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> you take 43 points of piercing damage. Plus. Plus. Nine points of fire damage. As cold as it looks on the exterior. There is a burning heat from inside its mouth and body, and immediately, just having its open mouth clamp onto you, it's singeing you by proximity. You are also grappled. What? And while you're grappled, you are restrained. You guys watch as Jester is bit by it, and it lifts its head up, and Jester is now her legs peeking and kicking out of its mouth like Audrey at the end of Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> it rears up and her feet are about 10 feet above you. That ends its turn. Jester, your turn. I also need you to make a constitution saving throw for concentration, please. Save the unicorns. Save the world. Why? It's so weird. Oh, my dice are so crazy. Um, 12 plus constitution, 14. 14. Unfortunately, the unicorns fade. The damage was too much. And as you struggle and squeeze around in the mouth of this giant creature, you lose the spell. However, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Right now, it is just 
near darkness as the top half of your body is in the process of being chewed by this creature? Um, I'm going to, oh, jeebies. Wait, uh, can I cast anything? Yeah. Okay, You're just okay, restrained. Okay, 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 so okay, 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 okay. I'm going to cast um, uh-huh. Inflict Wounds okay. from inside of it. Okay. I'm going to cast it at fourth level. Okay. okay. Uh, because you are restrained, the attack is a disadvantage. However, you are inside its mouth. I'll uh-huh. just say roll on straight roll. I won't give you disadvantage because you're, you're, it's kind of hard to m- really miss it. You're just trying to pierce its armor right now. Okay, hold on. Let me cast this. <laughs> okay. This is fun. We're in the this is so much We're fun, you guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Big dice. Vomit. Big dice. Huh. Plus... Uh, 19. 19 Whoa. hits. Okay. So go ahead and roll damage on that. 60, 10. Ford, you're on deck. 60, 10? 6d10 10 necrotic damage. Yeah. Whew. Okay. You need more or are you good? I can't believe I need extra dice. Hold on. How many? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Woo! 18 plus 9 is 27, plus 5 is plus 9 is 41, plus one more, 1. 42! 42 points of necrotic damage. So you feel the muscles constrict and pull, and it it hurts, but you kind of know that you enjoy the fact that it's hurting so badly as well. The rest of you watch as you freak out watching Jester get brought up and lifted off the ground, legs kicking, its throat suddenly goes dark. You watch as veins across its body pulse black down the sides of its throat, and it begins to thrash around in pain as the flesh around the area where Jester is currently being latched in with its jaw, it seems to be like rotting before your eyes. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I guess so, yeah. Alrighty. As a bonus action, I'm, I'm going to kick my legs really hard. <laughs> All right, you do so. Ford, you're up. <laughs> Bo, you're on deck. So just- I'm going to do some synchronized swimming moves. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Jester is still in its mouth. Yes, it's grappled and held up in its jaw. Fuck! Um, I will use uh, my 30 feet of movement to move out towards the side, since we're all in a nice little group right here, right in the middle. And as I run by, I will take a swipe with my Dagger of Denial. <laughs> Go for it. That would put you... Nah, you're not quite flanking with it, so you just do an regular attack roll. And I'm going to do a swipe out. as I run by and try and move Go for it. Go for it. The dagger is trolling him. <laughs> uh, that is uh, 22 to hit. Ooh. That hits? Wow! <laughs> nice roll. Yeah, don't get too excited. 1d4. <laughs> hey, six. Six points of piercing damage to the creature as you rush by with your dagger, like Naruto stab across the side. <laughs> Coming, just up. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you also take... 15 points of fire damage. As you strike across it and open a wound, the heat that emanates from its body is so strong that it scalds the side of your face. And Jester, as a reminder too, when you did attack it, you also did take 13 points of fire damage. I needed to remember that. 
from the heat inside of its body. It is like a burning oh. furnace on the inside of this large I'm blue centipede-like creature. Oh no. Um, okay, super close. Okay. okay. I take back what I said before. <laughs> Someone's gonna die. <laughs> oh man, are you gonna report? kill me at the very beginning of the show? What am I gonna do? <laughs> I'm sorry. Chloe, you're up. All right, I am going to turn around and I'm going to kick off of the tree behind me and parkour off, and I'm gonna use that and do a big swinging Iron Man Superman punch to its lobster fucking face. You go for it. Go ahead, go ahead and make an acrobatics check for me. Copy. Uh, yeah, 21. 21. You run, jump and run up the side of the tree, vertically leaping off, and as you spin in the air, come down for the strike. I'll give you advantage on the attack because of that acrobatics check. Okay. Thank God, because one's a natural one. <laughs> the other is a 17 plus 10, so 27. That hits, thermal damage. Um, 10 damage. 10 damage, all Stunning right. strike. Stunning strike. Uh, 15? What's your DC? Uh, 15? So it succeeds. Sorry. So the first strike is you slam down, it takes it, but seems to shrug it off, no effect beyond the damage it sustained. Second attack, I'm gonna, as I'm using my momentum to swing down, I'm gonna come around with a knee to the face, or abdomen, or I don't know, whatever. Alrighty. 19. 19 hits. 11 damage. 11 points of damage. Stunning strike. Stunning strike again. Natural 18. I'm sorry. It's rolling really well. Okay, um, Flurry of Blows. Pop, pop. Go for it. So you leap up the first hit, you grab on and kind of mount yourself onto the back of its head and just start pummeling it from above. Go for it. First attack. Currently now fixed to its body there. Mm Mm-hmm, 28. 28 hits. And nine damage. Alrighty. Nine. Um... Um, Jester's looking bad. First, I hit with a flurry of blows, uh, extract aspects. Okay. Order of operations, I'm trying to keep them all in my head. All right, you understand this creature is immune to cold and fire damage. That seems contradictory. (laughs) Welcome to (laughs) D&D. That's it. Yes, and as this information comes to you, you're like, hot, how is it immune to fire damage? You look at your fists and they're scalding from the impact. You take, from the first hit, nine points of fire damage. Nine. From the second hit, you inflicted uh, another nine points of fire damage. The third hit, another nine points of fire damage. (laughs) Go ahead and roll your fourth and final attack. All right, yes. It's a lot of damage just from punching it. Wait, 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 uh, hang, uh. Das tut mir leid. Okay. Um. Ooh, 15. 15 does not hit. Okay. No, uh, Do you wish strike. to remain on the back of the creature? <laughs> You're currently riding on its head, kind of clutching the back of its spine. How close is Jester? From She's about five feet from you. I'll stay on the back. Okay. 
That finishes Bo's go. Now it's the wolf's turn. The wolf is going to run the fuck away. <laughs> it is out. We should uh, maybe smartest, follow... <laughs> smartest creature in the campaign. <laughs> Mother Nature, for some reason, has a good instinct for these things. Speaking of which, Caduceus, you're up. Mother Fudger. Um, okay, uh, there's not a lot I can do to help here. Um, you look like you just, you just got kind of, kind of, yeah, I don't want you to drop too low too fast. So I'm, uh, I'm going to do a, a, a healing word at, uh, let me pick a level. Uh, it's not, it's not, won't be a ton, but it'll help at, um, third level. All right, so 3d4 plus, 3D4 plus five. Plus five. Go it's ahead and roll not, that. Not the best, but it will help. As Caduceus reaches up and shouts out a magical word of encouragement and healing towards Jester in the creature's mouth. Oh, that's so terrible. Um, 11 points of, 11 points up. Tight. Um, <laughs> taking it. And my bonus actions just suck in this, don't they? Uh, the healing word is a bonus action, so you have your action. Back to the double digits, sounds good. You have your action still. Oh, that was my bonus action? Healing word is bonus, yeah. Is bonus, but my for, for action-wise, though, I can't cast a spell. You can cast a cantrip. I can cast a cantrip. Okay, that'll do. Um, that's right, I'm learning how this works. It's <laughs> only been so long. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, no, that doesn't work. Uh, I'm going to cast... A, I suppose Sacred Flame, because that's what I got right now. All right, is that a dexterity saving throw? No, uh, Sacred Flame is a dex saving throw. All right, that is going to be a 10. I that, believe that's a failure, that so is go a ahead failure. and roll damage. It's uh, good, so that's radiant damage, right? That's, that's not. radiant. Okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. So that's, uh, that's not bad. Uh, 14 points of radiant damage. Nice. The fire burns across it. You're starting to see now, it's, it's looking like it's taken some damage. It's still strong, still standing without issue, but it's, you can see there's some wear and tear across it. The one that not shot earlier uh, also is seeing some wear and tear. Uh, yeah, and I'm just going to hold my, I'm going to just try and stay in between the two. Okay, so you're staying put? Yeah. Sure, all right. Also, Matt, do fine. we have time for Bo to be like, oh, void fire and ice? Uh, <laughs> so uh, Bo just shouting on the top of it, swinging, no fire and ice! Yeah. <laughs> it, was great, it was a great book. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. All right, Caleb. Uh, Caleb uh, starts, uh, he had an idea, but he just starts rapidly going through the spells. He knows this, no, this, no, this, no, this, no. He sees his dear little blue friend looking rough and pulls out a cocoon and uh, casts Polymorph and turns her into a, a mammoth. <laughs> Sending you the stats. And I'm backing the hell away from this monstrosity. This way. All right. Um, I didn't bring my mammoth mini, because I wasn't expecting that. So we'll just use the wolf for it to consider it a bit larger. Uh, you watch as uh, the jaws suddenly distend and snap almost. As Jester's body begins to swell and grow brown fur, the armor seems to protrude and expand until it becomes this extremely deep brown furry just a hunk of flesh and muscle before it spits her out instinctually. <laughs> Knocking this tree over into the other one. Which it 
does not make its dexterity saving throw, so it takes an additional three points of bludgeoning damage from the tree slamming into it. And the tree tumbles over and there into the ground. All right, uh, you're a Caleb, mammoth now. Caleb will move Yay. his full movement 30 feet this way, going schnell, 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 this way? schnell, schnell. Uh, diagonally this way, okay. DM. This way? All right, as you rush back, the creature, now having its jaws freed, yeah. oh, no. is going to make uh, an attack of opportunity against yeah. you. That is going to be a 15 to hit. Uh, shield. Shield, all righty. You guys watch as after Jester, Jester is expelled from its mouth, the creature turns around, <laughs> lunges like a snake snapping towards Caleb as he runs, and throws up a shield, its jaws snap out to consume him, and then get reflected from the arcane shield, bouncing backward. Its head withdraws back, and it kind of gets itself its bearings after its head took the impact. Gosh, I <laughs> that gets you about there. All right, that finishes your turn, Caleb. It is now the younger one's turn. The younger one is going to go ahead and, let's see here, speed, yeah. It's going to spin around to this direction, and it's going to go ahead and bite down towards you, Not. So you were the one that shot the hell of it last turn. That is going to be uh, 21 to hit. Hits! All right. It, bite down, it bites down towards you, it's fangs and jaws sticking into you. All right, it's a really good roll. 10, 9, and a 4. That is uh, 20, 27 points of piercing damage, Ow. plus 8 points of fire damage. As its jaws bite into you, it begins to drag you back a bit. You can feel the inner heat from its mouth and, and throat burning, singeing the back of your body as you pull free. It, Un- it does not have you grappled. Uncanny dodge. All right, so you take half the damage on that. That ends its turn, uh, not your go. Am I in its jaws? No, it has not grappled you. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, if I run, it will kill me. So I don't want to do that. Oh man, this is a predicament. <laughs> uh, shit, shit, shit. Uh, I will run. Nope, I'm just gonna sit right in front of it plop down in the snow and just go <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll for an attack then. <sighs> Shit, that's not good either because I won't get a, a sneak attack. It's not worth it. What are you doing? Fuck! Shit, balls! I gotta run. Okay. I gotta run. All right, you go ahead and start running which direction? Run in uh, zigzag. Uh, yeah, no, serpentine! Serpentine! <laughs> so sticking around here! Right? <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. That gets you about there. As you rush past it, it does get an attack of opportunity on you. It attempts to bite out once again. At disadvantage because of the zigzag. No. <laughs> that is a 24 to hit. 23, 23. Hits. I'm rolling really well tonight. Stop it. No, it's fun for me. All right. That's 15, 18 plus 4. 22 points of piercing damage. Damn. Plus 10 points of fire damage. Damn! So 32 points of damage to you. Damn! Uh, I'll use my bonus action to somehow, like, jump into the tree and hide. <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> Make an acrobatics check for me. Okay. With disadvantage, because you just got the fuck bitten out of you. <laughs> oh, not good. Uh, 13. 
13, okay, you scramble up part of the tree. You, 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 you think you may or may not be far enough into its branches. You're using a stealth check for your, for your bonus action? Yeah. Make a stealth check with disadvantage because you've just barely scampered up. Okay, 22. 22. <laughs> Even hurting and ow, 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 brushing your way up there and climbing up the tree and slipping and climbing up more, you think you're still pretty well hidden. <laughs> so I think that's, that's your turn there. Uh, well, no, I haven't done my action. Oh, that's right, because you didn't attack it, you didn't shoot it. So, yeah, yeah take your so action. So now I will shoot it and hope that I'm hidden. All right. <laughs> so you are currently up in the tree. We'll 21 to hit. That does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Is it sneak attack? Uh, actually, because you jumped up into the tree and hit, it would be sneak attack. So go Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 23. No. 29. <laughs> As the impact of the crossbow bolt slams under its jaw, you see it cough and spit up this kind of dark purple black blood that spatters and drips. And can you see the, the, the snow that it impacts immediately? steam and sizzle, and you now see as they've emerged from this area, this, the, all the snow in the vicinity is melting and hissing as it moves through the swath of soft powder. Uh, does that finish your turn? Not dead yet? No. Fuck, shit, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that now brings us to uh, the main creature's turn. Uh, now that there's a mammoth that it just spit out. <laughs> You don't know with what you toy. You're going to drive him back to Okotoa. Okotoa. <laughs> Travis just wrote Barry Sam. I don't. <laughs> All right. The creature, as it is now being, it's it spat out this large mammoth that is now. <laughs> on the ground, pushing over a tree. Caduceus, you watch as this mammoth stomps the ground around you, shaking. It almost steps onto you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the creature is going to go ahead and try and swing its head up and try and shake off what's on top of it. That's going to be... 26 to hit. Me? You, Beauregard. No. Yeah. Yep. It hits. All right. So, Beauregard, as it shakes you off, kind of like slamming its neck up in the air, you lose your grip and fling. As you do, the head spins around and is going to attempt to bite you up into the air and does so. Oh. What? Wow. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dope move it just did. Sucks that it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Take 48 points of piercing damage. 48? Yes. Plus nine points of fire damage. Bugs, man. I go limp in its jaws. I am unconscious. You are unconscious. 
Your your unconscious body is currently grappled and in its jaws. Okay. Oh no. Oh no regard. <laughs> Please don't kill me at a live show. <laughs> and then it burrows underground. <laughs> There is, a, there is an indent where, where as it disappears beneath, the cavern underneath is kind of left there open. You can see the slight opening, and you can feel it rumbling on the ground, kind of beneath where Caduceus and the Mammoth are, but you have no visual sight of it at the moment. Jester, your turn. How big is the hole? Uh, the holes, I'd say it, a lot of it's collapsed inward, so it's about 10 feet across. Okay. Oh. Uh, so it's like a, 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 about an eight to 10 foot from side to side, and a lot of it has kind of fallen in beneath it, but there is a little bit of an opening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around and look, and I'm gonna spot its baby. I'll say that there's the hole that it left right there. I'm gonna okay. rage towards, try to charge the baby. All right, uh, you rush over Caduceus. How far away was it from me? Uh, it's about 25 feet or so, I'd say. I'm gonna walk for, okay, I'm gonna walk, oh, at least 20 feet. Okay, I'm gonna run forward and use a trampling charge on it. I'm gonna it. say, this tree is toast. <laughs> As you slam towards it, Caduceus, you almost get pushed Whoa. off to the side, having to catch yourself on the edge it of the snowbank. It has to succeed on a strength check of 18. Okay. That is an, it has a good strength, but not enough on a natural three. So it's a seven. That's a failure, I'm pretty sure. So it's knocked prone, and I get to make a bonus stomp action on it. Whoa. There you go. So roll your damage on it for the impact. Well, that's a 23 to hit on 23 it. 23 to hit. That does hit. So, whoa. <laughs> that's 4d10 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> that's just my bonus action. Fuck it up. <laughs> that's 30 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> And then I'm gonna gore it with my. All right, roll damage. Oh, that's 28 to hit. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, that was 40 done plus seven. I didn't add the seven. Okay. Holy fuck. <laughs> and then the gore attack. That's cocked. 10, 15. That's uh, 15 plus 7, that's 20, what, 22 sure. points of right. goring tusk damage. 
You take eight points of fire damage. Fuck it, I'm a mammoth, I don't care. <laughs> and how do you want to do this? noise for me. And I'm stopping. <laughs> My trunk is everywhere. And then I run over to Caleb and I'm like stomping and like, let me out so that I can help Bodo. Except I'm not saying that, I'm just thinking it. <laughs> okay. As you rush towards screaming that, you shove it down, and as it's on the ground, you jam your tusks into it and tear yeah. its body through. You watch as its interior muscles tear open. It's, it's kind of brackish uh, purple blood spraying across you and burning your face, but also spattering across the snow. And as it does, the immediate snowbank behind it just liquefies, and you can see the green grass <gasps> below the surface where the previous storm had covered. The creature is no more. kind of want to be a mammoth all the time. <laughs> you hear, I can't do it as well, please. <laughs> uh, that finishes Jester's turn. Ford, you're up with the uh, one deck. Yes, can I run over to the hole where the fucking asshole went? Yeah. Do I see anything? Make a perception check. Oh, sure. Yeah, 12, 13. You see like movement as parts of like the earth are kind of closing in. You're not sure which is known, which is the creature, but you can see movement. Fuck, uh, I will take the inescapable lash whip and I will try to whip it from the, whip it good. <laughs> All right, go ahead and make an attack. Uh, six, two, plus five. That's great, that's 20. Super proficient with whips. No. I don't know why it says plus five. It's a plus one to hit, so it's 16. Dink, dink. Right, right. This is the problem it's giving you don't have me stats. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I mean, if, if you're proficient with... New character. Who dis? You're proficient with martial weapons, so yeah. So that, that plus oh. five is your proficiency bonus to it. Oh! Yeah, it does. And that does hit, so go ahead and roll damage. Hey, 1d4 plus 1. 2 plus 1 is 3, uh, 4. 4 points of damage. But Do you get 4 points gonna, of damage. Are you going towards it, or are you trying to bring four, it towards four you? 4 points of damage, and I will use my bonus action yes. to grapple the target. Yes. Okay. With the whip, or with yeah. your body? With the whip. With the whip? I don't know, it's what it says! <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a whip, whip catch. Okay, so you slap the whip down there, it kind of wraps around what movement is there, and it begins to tug and pull. Fuck. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm holding on to that shit. Okay. <laughs> Bo, I need you to make a death saving throw. Oh. Is it this one? Is it the... It is that one. Successful. Okay. Twelve. That's one success. It's the wolf turn. It's even further out of sight. Caduceus, it's your turn. 
you see, as you recover from watching this mammoth jester rush through and just completely destroy the younger creature, you spin around and see Ford whip and then start being pulled towards the opening in the ground. What are you doing? Uh, wow, I'm going to run right over and look down and see if I can see what he just grabbed. Okay. Uh, so you move over here. That's 15 feet of movement there. Make a perception check. Uh, all right. Uh, that's a 28. You can see there is currently a whip around its, like the very tip of its tail, one of its back legs, and it is latched. You can just barely see the cusp of it. It's about to completely vanish beneath the surface. Uh, I'm going to cast a uh, uh, blight. Okay. I don't like it. No. Uh, so that's a Constitution 17 save. Natural one on the save. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage. This is going to take a while. Uh, double checking what this does. Yeah, okay, and this is uh, necrotic energy? It uh, is. Okay. That's, oh, that's nice. Uh, 16, that's 20. Uh, uh, 34, 35, 36, 38. 42 points of necrotic energy. Uh, yeah. I will say as a reaction to the pain, it withdraws deeper inside. Ford, the whip is tugging you forward. Are you going to let go or continue to hold on? Holding on to my no, second. This is turning into a BMX video. Don't do it. <laughs> let go of the bike. No. Do it. Ford, what are you doing? Do it. I'm holding on. Oh. Ford disappears into the hole as very much like tremors. You're just... <laughs> Pulled poof, underground. All right. Is it is it still a tunnel we can follow through, or did it? You could certainly try. Hmm. Does it look like it's collapsing? It looks like it's probably not meant to be structurally sound. The creature definitely doesn't leave a bunch of, you know, it's not a spherical worm that carves through the earth. Sure. It has a bunch of legs and kind of burrows through, and what's behind it seems to fall in. Um. Yeah, before it vanishes, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a bonus action to cast light on the creature, so we can maybe keep keep a light on it. I don't know what else to I don't do. Think with bonus, it. Or you can cast. Oh, bonus. no, that's touch. Never action. mind. Sorry, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else other than, yeah, I don't All right. know what else. So that's in your turn. Uh, you can still move if you want. You I can still move. Yeah, I can still move, and uh, I have to be able to see. Um, I have to see somebody to cast Spell, Spell of the Dying, right? Yeah. Correct. Never mind. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to circle in and just kind of get ready around that hole to, to see if it's not going to, if it's going to collapse or if it's going to stay sound. You've got it. Shit. Caleb, you're up. Okay. Uh, Caleb's head is whipping back and forth from mammoth problem to hole to mammoth to hole. That's taken care of. Drops the mammoth spell. Polymorph is gone. Uh, Jester suddenly is now standing over this body going, Uh, using movement to run to the hole, am I able to get there with a vantage point to see the creature in the hole? Uh, you do not see a creature. All you see is rock and snow falling in. And I don't see anybody. I don't see my friends. 
Actually, you do see uh, Ford's feet being pulled into the rock and snow. Uh, the cat mint bloom comes out, and I reach out my hand, and a little spectral version of Frumpkin appears right by Ford, and then poof, there is a giant cat's hand which attempts to grapple Ford. Okay. All right, go ahead and roll for the attempt on that. Daisy Jane. Okay, its strength is very high. I'm looking up options. Uh, uh, it, that's a total of 32. So, the hand wraps around Ford, the, like the base of the legs, and begins to pull him out with the whip taut. I need you to make a strength check. Oh, no! <laughs> natural 20, natural 20, natural 20! 17. You feel the shoulder joints kind of pop, pop out a little bit, but you maintain your hold, and as you're pulled out there, your entire body is on fire. I will say, because this is gonna, you take three points of stretching damage. <laughs> as your body is yanked out. It's almost like being with a Vodka again. <laughs> Is there any additional movement on the hand? Uh, 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 no, it will just pull taut and, and try to keep this from moving forward. Okay, yeah. so as it pulls, pull you pull forward back and out of, the, out, of, out of the hole, yeah. Oh, it can move, the, it can do its movement while holding? I'll allow it if, yeah, you, if yeah, it has yeah, movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if, if I haven't lost it. hold of him, I will start to make Slim even slimmer. Okay, how far back? Uh, uh, out of the hole, if I can. Well, how much movement does it have? Oh, yeah, that's probably something I should know. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 30 or 60. Where is it on the for, spell? For, for the hand for pushing, it's usually five feet per level. Uh, 60 feet. 60 feet, so you can, so you can move back 30, because you are dragging, so it's a half speed. So moving it back 30 feet, it kind of pulls up over the rock. Ford is like, ah, being stretched, barely holding on. Is there a and as you do, <laughs> you watch as against its own strength, it's being pulled backwards. Its legs are trying desperately to burrow and dig in and find perches against the rock. And it's just being dragged out by this giant cat hand as Ford is just screaming in pain. It's so much <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fuck it, you take another uh, one point of damage. Okay. <laughs> from, from the drag. It's not, I rolled really well. Um, I rolled really poorly, so you're happy. All right, that finishes Caleb's turn. Not, you're up. Yep, yep. You're still up in the tree. I'm gonna hop down. I All can right. see the creature, correct? Uh, from where you are, it can glance over, yes. It's, there's like a tree between the two of you, but the creature's large enough that you can kind of see the movement around the outside. I'll get, I'll get close, close enough so I can see it, and I will, I will take out a bit of fleece, remembering the instructions of, of Caleb, and I will rub it together, and I will cast Phantasmal Force on the creature. Jester there. A Phantasmal Force. All right, what is the save on that? It, intelligence 15. Uh, it actually, it rolled a 17. 
but it's minus three on that. So that's. Uh, so 14. What's your spell DC? 15. 15. It just fails. <laughs> Do I see Bo's legs dangling? She's fully in. Uh, well, she, she, you can see like the feet somewhat. Okay. Out. All right. I'm going to conjure an image in this beast's uh, mindscape. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make it think that Beauregard has wriggled free and is slowly running away, flipping at the bird. <laughs> and I would like, I, I, I hope it takes a bite at, at, at the fake bow. And drops the, and drops bow. the real bow. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it, if I recall, does it take psychic damage? Only if it, uh, only if it, uh, if the image that it perceives is giving it damage. Gotcha. All right, so yeah, that is not the case. However, it does believe... It believes that Bo is running yes, away it does. from it. Okay. So will it take a, an attack of opportunity? Uh, yes, it will, and it'll open its jaws and Bo will fall. So, Bo's unconscious body falls limp out of its jaws. It is a 10-foot fall, so you do take a point of damage. Oh, shit. So you shit. do lose a death save. Oh. It's okay. Well, I'm good, I'm good. And it lashes out towards the illusion, moves through it. You watch as the running bow, suddenly the jaws snap around it, and she just continues running out of its face. And it withdraws, confused, whipping around. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I will use my bonus action to hide and my free action to remind everyone that you can still vote in the election. <laughs> and, and if I'm elected, you'll see many more cool moves like that. Terrible. Alrighty. Bonus action hide. Uh, make a stealth check with disadvantage just because the, the snow here is starting to melt. Actually, where you're standing right now, there's very little snow because of the creatures, so I won't allow it. Okay. From, from the death of where it died, all the snow in the region is now melted away, so there'd be nowhere to hide. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, that finishes its turn now. It's the creature's turn. Angry and being pulled back and snapping at the uh, unconscious boat. The only other thing that it sees within range and with its reach is Caduceus. What's it? Doesn't it see the bow that came out of its mouth running away? It does, but it runs away. Oh. <laughs> I said very slowly. <laughs> it's, it's just doing a fade away, a fade away. In, with... order for her, in order for it to make an attack of opportunity, she has to move out of its melee range. Okay, okay. So, uh, however, that will be a 20 to hit. What's your armor class? Uh, 18. So that does hit. Caduceus, you uh... take. Man. Like, just so you guys are aware, like it's 10, it's 60, 10 damage on this. I had planned. I've been rolling so well. This is an 8, 10, 9, 10, 6, and a 3. <laughs> I have, I've been rolling so well on damage tonight. I am so sorry. Guys. I was so waiting for, it's all ones, you guys. It's all ones. <laughs> so all right, 30, 30, 30, 46 plus 7. 53 points of piercing damage produces. And 10 points of fire damage. As it 
snaps, into it, snaps you into its jaws, its teeth crunch around you. You feel the armor pressure and the shield is placed up against your torso. Your staff almost snaps from the impact as it draws you up into its mouth. You are grappled and restrained, lifted up, your feet dangling and just barely kicking past the unconscious body of Bo bleeding out in the snow. Uh, and it, it's grappled from the rope so it can't move, so it can't burrow, so it's going to stay there. <laughs> Jester, your turn. <gasps> um, fuck. <sighs> I can't run up to it, or else I will die if I try to do that, so uh, I'm going to guiding bolt it. Sure. Yeah, from far away. I'm going to, I know. No, I'm going uh, to try to take it out. No. I'm going to guiding bolt it at level... Uh, 20. At level four. <laughs> Guiding bolted at level four. Okay. <laughs> Go to roll an attack on it. Bo's unconscious. Bo is unconscious in the ground, yes. Two death saves. Do you, you do you. No. <laughs> what are you doing, Jester? Level four guiding bolt or something? Well, if it dies, then Bo will be saved, see? That's a valid, that's a valid point. But it'll. If it bleeds, though, then Bo will be in a lot of trouble here. <laughs> but I'm Hurry going. Hurry up here, decisions. You got six seconds. Moving past. If you don't make a choice, you're going to turn. No, no. Okay, 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 okay. Look, I'm going to run up and I'm going to cure wounds on Bo. All right. So the, the snow itself is hard to move through in this space, but you move across the rock and slide down the side. It gets you to the, your movement gets you to right about where Bo is, the end of the five feet before there. The heat is kind of emanating from the creature, Bo on the ground. I down and I put my hand on Bo's forehead and I cast Cure Wounds at level four. Alrighty. So that's 48 plus five. Okay, 14, 18, 20 plus 25 points. Fuck. I'm a cleric. Disdain. As a bonus action, I'm going to just be like, man, I, I think I could have killed it. <laughs> As you envision what it felt like to have strong yeah, tusks. Yeah. Bumagard, you come back to consciousness. Uh, do I come back to consciousness seeing Jester's face of regret and disdain? <laughs> <laughs> I just say... I'm glad you're back and stuff. Why aren't you like a wizard or a sorcerer? I don't know. <laughs> Best friends forever, K.I.D. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Alrighty. That finishes Jester's turn. Ford. Uh, yes, I still have the whip attached to its foot, right? You do. Its foot. Or whatever the fuck it has. <laughs> As an action, uh, I can uh, blah, 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 cause them to become restrained? If you'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to try and do that. Okay. So, as the 
as you, you're kind of standing there holding it at bay, you invoke the whip and it pulls you a little bit forward and the claw a little bit slightly towards it as the, uh, the whip begins to like almost extend and wrap around it. You see its body begin to be kind of rope-tied along its midsection and it's pulling against it. You are magically hog-tying this creature. <laughs> yeah. So that's your action. Yeah, that, no, that's it. That's the that's the end of my turn. <clears throat> all righty. No, uh... I'd love to give you a health potion or, you know, do something else, but that's all I've got. <laughs> Bo, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. We'll see Caduceus is currently up here in its job. There you go. Just for a visual aid, you know, make it fun. No, not yet. How a, uh, hmm. <gasps> Fucking run. No, no, you've got the lightning gloves. Hmm? You've got lightning gloves. <laughs> I'm right next to her. Lightning gloves. I said don't mm-hmm, hit it. It's, mm-hmm. It makes. Yeah, get to use those once a day. Mm. This feels like a long hiking trip. <laughs> um. We could rest after this, you know. We will take out my bow staff, though. Do a cool little flourish. Okay. Okay. And. You're still prone. Uh, stand up. Okay. But do that cool Arya move where she like spins and like jumps up and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You got it. Kind of a little. (laughs) Help myself up the rest of the way. So not as cool as I envisioned. Uh, Sure. And then pop, pop. Go for it. Two attacks on it. Both natural 19s. Nice. Damage on the first one? <laughs> I rolled an eight on an eight. Uh, 13. 13 points of- And another eight. <laughs> 26. Nice. Great, so whack, whack with the staff twice. With each slam, the heat that bursts out of its body, you take nine points of fire damage. Okay, 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 please don't die. And 14 points of fire damage. Okay. Dangerous. Okay. Okay. That's like two, Um, right? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Stop your bonus action. Uh huh. I'm going to step of the wind. No, no, hit it again. Hit it again. No! I appreciate it. I will spend a key point to take the disengage action. Pop, pop! I cry a little. Just go running full speed. You're, you're, uh-huh. You lost half your speed getting up, so you have 20 feet of movement left? Oh, what's, what's your movement speed? 20, uh, 45 feet of movement. So yeah, I'll put you 25 feet. You can move away from it if you want to. Are you going yes. full, full 25? Yes. All right. <laughs> there you go. Just I'm still sprinting like through. On the ground. Um, actually, like... technically, the snow. Well, not. I'd say it's melting around the creature because. I go away from the melty bile. You got it. I don't. That finishes your turn, Bo. Yeah. Caduceus, you're up. You're also grappled and restrained, and you're not. You're not like it's not darkness. It's bit onto your body, and like one arm and your head is sticking out one side. One leg is inside. You're kind oh, of like God. pushed up and mangled. You can still see, but you're being flung around as it swings you side to side. Uh, what are you doing? Um. Well, I'm torn. Uh, 
to use the words. That's not bad yet, enough. you're not. This thing was looking pretty rough a while ago, right? Uh, you started to see it take damage. It's starting to look rough, yeah. Starting to look rough. That's so nice. Um, I'm going to just, I'm going to uh, uh, trust in my friend's ability to, to get shit done. And I'm going to cast, uh, what's that thing where I, if I hit zero, I go back to one. Uh, where is it? Is it Reviv? Death Ward. Death Ward, yeah. I'm going to do Death Ward. Okay. Where are you? I'm going to cast Death Ward on myself. Do you still is have it? the... Go for it. That's Tal, do you still have the periapt? Hmm? The periapt of wound closure? I do. I auto... I auto... Um, auto I don't stabilize. have to... Ro- ro- yeah, auto-stabilize. But this way, I don't... You know, I'm conscious. Okay. All right. Layers. Layers. So, so Death Ward uh, on yourself. You feel the Wild Mother's magic suffuse you and go safeguard you from slipping into the edge of death. Excellent. And for my bonus action, if I have one, where are we? Uh, uh, I can't do Healing World on myself, can I? No, that's a, that's, that, no, I can't do that. Uh, no, I'm, uh, just for fun, I'm gonna turn invisible to see what happens. <laughs> okay. The jaws are now chewing something. <laughs> you got it. I'm going for whatever I got, okay. Alrighty, then it's Caduceus' turn. Caleb, you're up. Uh, the bug is restrained, correct, from the whip? Currently, yes. Yeah, okay, so the uh, cat's claw is going, cat's eye is going to drop forward, let go, and just shred the bug. Alrighty. So you also have advantage because... Because it's, cause it's restrained, restrained, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Bo. So, at Ford, you get pushed out of the way and drop, like, oof, the whip kind of goes limp a little bit, uh, and the cat's claw rushes forward, claws out. Go ahead and roll an attack, I believe it is. Is that what you're trying to do? Oh, uh, it is uh, uh, 15. 15 does not hit, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. The claws hit the back of its body. Unfortunately, a section of its carapace that hasn't taken a lot of damage yet, it scrapes, and you can see marks left behind, but nothing actually pierces into flesh. Okay, I am going to drag it towards me for some of its movement, and I am going to back away towards the player called Liam. Going to back away? <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, how much? Uh, hey, let's go the full 30 and we'll put the cat's eye halfway between me and the bug. Okay, climbing up onto the rock, you lose a little bit of movement, and the cat's eye is going to move, shift into that space there. Oh, Sounds God. Okay. Alrighty. That finishes your go. Not, you are up first. Not. Gotta kill it. I gotta kill it? You have to kill it. I hope I don't kill Caduceus. I'm going to, uh, he's engaged Again. with Caduceus, right? Uh, Caduceus is nowhere to be seen. Shit. Um, but I'm right underneath There is a whip it. around it. It looks like it's currently bound a bit by it as, as Ford is now face down in the snow being dragged. I'm on my knees right underneath it. <laughs> Does it seem like fuck? Uh, shoot it! What are you doing now? I will, I will shoot it! I will, I right. will shoot it! It is restrained, so you do have advantage on the attack. Oh, great! I will okay, shoot hurry it! Up. Okay, okay, I can't, you're talking so weird. Uh, 29 to hit. Jesus. <laughs> that hits. Go ahead and roll damage with sneak attack. With sneak attack? Okay, good, thank God. Thank you. Um, also, sorry, I was going to use my explosive arrow. You get advantage. Okay. Advantage on the sh- Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. You can hit a part of it that's away from the head. He doesn't see anything. No. Okay. Again. This <laughs> seems very familiar. How- 21. Again. 21. But that doesn't include the 
explosive. Correct. Now roll the explosive damage. Which is? Oh, because you created the, it's 3d6. Ooh. 3d6 fire damage. This could end me. Nine more. Oh no. All right, so the creature and Caduceus both take nine points of fire damage. However, it's immune to fire, so the explosion has no effect on it. Cool, cool, dude. Thanks, Sam. That's cool. Thanks. Okay, so just 21 points. 21 points of damage to and it. Caduceus, you take nine points of fire okay. damage. Cool. All right. Are you alive? Yes. You don't know. <laughs> As the arrow impacts him. <laughs> Detonates the Are you no longer invisible, though, because you just took some more damage? No, I'm invisible till my next round. Yeah, the okay. damage doesn't get rid of invisibility. So you see the explosion, the smoke emerge, the creature seems unfazed, except for the wound that it took. Its jaw is cl- almost clamped around this invisible space where you see kind of this burn mark and you hear a slight grunt of pain. Bonus oh. mm. action, fire again! All right, fire again. With advantage still? Or yeah, no? still restrained. Okay, 24 to hit. That hits, gun roll damage. Uh, that is 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. It's looking really hurt. Oh, it's looking really hurt. The second one sinks into his body. It now is is trying to find a way to escape. So that finishes your turn. I'll just use my movement to go huddle with Caleb. That's it. All righty. Hey, guys. It gets you up onto the rock with Caleb. On its turn. It's gonna go ahead. Still restrained. It's gonna. It is restrained, but so are you. So it's just a straight roll. Mm-hmm. That's a. Uh, that's twenty-eight. It swallows Caduceus. <laughs> Falling into its gullet, darkness takes you as the muscles constrain and burn against your body. Uh, you're blinded. Cool. Uh, what the fuck, man. And it's going to attempt to burrow again. Make a strength check for me. Uh, thought its speed tiger. was zero. Hold that tiger. Huh? Thought its speed was zero. Nineteen. So, from a. <laughs> I'm considering this a contested roll because you're trying to grapple a huge creature with a 20-foot whip. So I'm considering it restrained, but I'm not considering its speed reduced to zero. I'm considering it a contested strength roll. Yeah. Uh, it rolled uh, a natural four plus seven, so it's an 11. <laughs> so it attempts to burrow and dig in, and in spite of yourself, your arms still hurt. You kind of pull back and dig your feet into the rock and lean and lean, and you can feel the tissue kind of you take, I'll say, 13 points of just internal damage as your arms are just tearing away from your body, but the creature does not move. Ah. Now it's Jester's turn. (sighs) Okay. Um... I'm going to cast... Smoke this fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah? Okay, I'm going to try to guiding bolt it then this time. Okay. But... Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna guiding... At the level, um... At level four. All right, go ahead and roll for the attack. It is restrained still, so So you get advantage on the attack roll, yes. Okay, 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 okay. 
Lucky again with dice. Two natural 16s. So plus nine is a 25 to hit. That hits, good damage. So wait, that's at level four. So Guiding Bolt, that's 7d6. Twenty points of radiant damage. How do you want to do this? Yeah! <laughs> so from crouching down on the ground with my hand raised up, I'm going to say, Traveler, I have so much faith in you right now. You're the most amazing person God I've ever met, and I love you, and please save us all. And I'm going to shoot pink guiding energy out of my hand. <laughs> As you release your hand, you watch a bright, radiant doorway open right before your hand. And from the center of that horizon, the familiar symbol, you watch energy gather like a sunrise. Then fire off towards the creature. Impact underneath its jaw as it bursts with radiant energy. It burns away. It screams. This high pitched scream as it rears up. And as the burning radiant energy continues to just cast away pieces of its flesh and its, its, its armor hide, it leaves this smoking stump where its head once was, the body slumping to the ground, no longer alive. Get you a woman who can do both. <laughs> All right, so Ford, it's your turn. It's my turn. Uh, I, I run. Wait. I run in and try and find Caduceus in the in the in the throat of the the beheaded beast. Okay. As you go ahead, and make an athletics check. Athletics. As you are climbing into, we'll put, put that there. Uh, Sixteen. Wow. 16, you manage to pull your way in. In doing so, you do take... Caduceus! You're not still invisible, 26 right? points of acid damage. <sighs> As even though its head is gone, the inside of its body is still filled with digestive fluid. And you're like And you're pulling in, you're, you get through, to yeah, a point where now you, you feel the base of something's foot. You're pretty sure it's Caduceus. I hope this is Caduceus, and I'll pull him out. Well, that was your turn climbing into it. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I've got him, but it burns. <laughs> so it was your action kind of pushing in, making your way inside the creature. Um, and you're holding onto his foot. Yep. Okay. Alrighty. Screaming like a bitch. <laughs> but regard, your turn. Uh, I vomit. <laughs> and um, I stumble forward going, the worm is the, the friend or cow he ate it, not the bison. But Jesus is. Get him, and I just grab my arms around Ford, and I say, pull, buddy, pull. <laughs> I'm going to help you. So you're going to try and climb into the, uh, no. the no, edge I of the creature? 
You, you saw Ford kind of disappear into Ford its, its open neck. Wait, Ford is gone too? Why do people keep disappearing in this it thing? It swallowed him into its body, and the creature probably lengthwise is about 30 feet long. So Ford had to climb about probably 10 feet or so into its body to get so the So you have to climb in after Ford. No, I just go, Ford's... He was, was like kind of ironic because Ford would suck things into his body, you know? <laughs> He's being sucked into worms' bodies. And God feels like everything came full circle, and then I just collapse again and pass out. All right, Bo passes out. Uh, Caduceus, and, uh, your turn. Okay. You feel Ford grabbing your foot. I'm going to start helping and shoving us both back as because I assume it's it's let go. I mean, like I assume it's no longer like constricting me. Uh, it, it is. You are currently. You are still blinded. Sure. Um, Probably a muscular the, tunnel. I'll say. I'll say. Way. I'll say you're not. You're not restrained, but any attempts to push your way out are at disadvantage. So if you're trying to push your way out at this point, We've been go ahead before. and make a strength check with this or athletics check with disadvantage. Uh, no, that doesn't sound like me. What am I gonna do? Uh, I mean, I can I can heal a couple of us if we have to, but like, uh, I know I'm getting pulled out, right? You feel something grab your foot, and you hear. All right, that's that's good enough for me. Um, it's good enough. I'm gonna heal myself then for. Uh, where's my Where's my uh, cure wounds? There we go. Uh, I'm gonna heal myself at a uh, third level. I know I'm taking his. I'll heal for the level three. Okay. So, I don't get to, the, the, the parapet doesn't work on the, it's just on the, yeah, never mind. So. Yeah, you just take a... So, do, do, do. so 3d8 plus 5, I believe. Uh, that's not bad. That's okay, 15 points. All right, so plus heal five. 15? Yeah, that's 15, I heal okay. 15. That's your action? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, let's see, let me just do that. Uh, for bonus actions, I don't know if there's anything useful, but let's take a look. Um, yeah, bonus actions. No, I, I don't really have much. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna yell out. All right, let just keep pulling. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and make myself easy to pull. I'm All right, gonna... so you're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> make it make it easier to pass the caduceus. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I am not claustrophobic. I'm cool with this. All right. That, wow. Wow. Caleb, your turn. Okay. Uh, I see this predicament in front of me and say, Oh my God. Ford like a sword and not by Ford. And uh, the cat claw will move forward and slide one or two claws into the mouth of this thing, into the mandible, yeah. and rip away the bottom jaw and hopefully just tear down the front of its body and open it up. It's like the worst rectal exam. Just <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and roll damage. Ugh. Yeah, rip open that muscular tunnel. Yeah, do some good damage to that muscular tunnel. Yeah! What? What did you mean? Stick your We're finger into that. Hey, that is 20 points of rectal damage. <laughs> its jaw tears apart the inside of it, kind of burning away the bits of gore slopping into the snow and sizzling and hissing as it begins to melt away into steam. Uh, it, you do see Ford's like lower half begin to like emerge from it, and you now find your feet actually getting some purchase on the ground. Oh, good! Uh, I got him! <laughs> <laughs> not you're up, or are you, are you doing the turn? I'm holding my ground and waiting. 
You got it. Not you're up. Oh Anything? boy. <laughs> uh, I can see a foot. You can see uh, the lower half of Ford now pulling its way out of the remnants of its what its All head right. once were. I'll run over and grab, grab that that boot and I'll pull. All right. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Athletics. Eleven. Strange, I seem to do better than that. I will push it deeper into the... All right, so Ford, you, 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 you get a couple inches out, and then about another couple inches get shoved back into the wound. What are you doing? Pull! I don't know! I don't know how to do this! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just spend the rest of my turn drinking. Okay. <laughs> Your head's in an esophagus. So. All right. Caduceus, mm-hmm. at the top of what would be the corpse's turn, you take another 21 points of acid damage. Cool. I ain't bothered. You're dead? No. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. I'm fine. All right. Himself. Jester, your turn. Wow. I'm going to run up and try to yank them out. Make an athletics check. Well, all right. At advantage, because I'm really, like, high on my kills. <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't need it. That's a 20. As Nod and Ford are struggling, Jester waltzes up and grabs the back of Ford's pants and just one big <laughs> yanks both him and Caduceus out, like some extremely aggressive birth. <laughs> Call the midwife! <laughs> anyone down? Is there anyone down? I'm just sitting up. Anybody down? You see Bo is, Bo is passed out in the snow. I immediately am going to cast, oh God, uh, Spare the Dying on her. Okay. <laughs> she, she's, not, she's, not, she's not dying. She's Are you not, sure? She looks bad. She's kind of bad. She's just being dramatic. Yeah. What about yourself? You, you were inside the throat of that creature. Are you all right? Yeah, no, I'm all right. Ford, you were incredible. <laughs> pulling that load with such torque. It was amazing. You had like four on the floor and you were just, it was, you are stronger now than you've ever been before. If, if I weren't married. Also, if you had if you had bull legs and a human torso. <laughs> While this conversation is going on, the cat claw sort of disdainfully picks up the insect and drops it in the hole and just goes. Its <laughs> 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 body kind of awkwardly stuffed into the remnants of its hole. Oh boy. Uh, we need to heal. Yeah, I'm we gonna to sit down and start a prayer of healing if we got a minute. Also, should we do we yeah. should take maybe like a short long, rest? Long Let's... rest, at least, yes. <laughs> at least so wait, a short. We, we hiked for an hour? 
This was a, this was a few hours into oh, your day. Okay. Like you, you're, I'd say you got about maybe, say half a day's travel. Okay. Oh, short rest. Let's take a, let's take an hour and just sit here for maybe a, an hour. I mean, we can. <laughs> yeah. Short rest? Long rest? I, I don't. Well. I'm still unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing, and then we'll see where we're at. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take ten minutes to just do a, a, a prayer of healing at uh, level three. All right. Because we're burning through them today. Uh, and so that's uh, where's my other D8? There we go. Sucked. Yeah. Uh, ugh. That's okay. Nine, everybody gets 19 points back just off Not of that. Still Ooh. feeling pretty rough. Mm-hmm. We could make it. We could probably make it. Sure. We just run into another one of those worms. We all die immediately. So no big deal. For, for just a moment, we were moving through the trees. It came from underneath the ground. Is there any reason that we should move up to the side of the mountain and take the mountainside around? That's not a bad idea, actually. But that's where the watchtower is, right? It's closer to it. We'd be out in the open, but I feel like those things could feel where we were coming from. That's really pretty smart, actually, I think. I don't know. You know, he sounds smarter now, too. It's weird. Everything you say, just say biscuit. Biscuit. Yeah, it's amazing. I, <laughs> Sounds just, I, I want, want one biscuits now. now. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the mountainside, is it worth it? Or do we keep going this way? Oh, I don't think we can survive another one of those without a long rest, so. I don't either. <laughs> Hello. Uh, did you die too? Who all died? Raise their hands. So many died. Someone yes, so many. Everybody did, Bo. Yep. You were all not alone. All of us died. Caduceus saved us all, thank God. Wow. Uh, if we take a short rest, we can heal up, though. Okay, we can short rest it. Just an hour? Yeah. Heal up some Yeah, more. I'm great. Yeah, I'm good. Bye. We can go right now as if we as really <laughs> wanted to. You have about three more hours of daylight, essentially, to travel. Oh. We could we could take the mountain for two more hours and then and set up camp and if we see anything if he just yeah 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 unless you want to pull another ten minutes to heal do you have a, a mass or oh Can you know I usually decide to not were, were you hurt much was I hurt much yeah no I'm okay I'm 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 all right I'm I'm fine are you all right not a scratch. I'm gonna make a note of that. <laughs> Give me one game. One game. I mean, I can cast Pass Without a Trace on us and try to be a little more stealthy, you know? So maybe we can make less of a rumble as we walk across the grounds and stuff. It's a great idea, yes. Okay. Awesome. I'll do that. I don't have any healing spells other than Cure Wounds, though. I, I actually, I, 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 I cast Mass Cure Wounds, so that was a lot faster anyway. Uh, yeah, you do know that Cure Wounds is, like, the healing spell, more or less. I brought her back! She died! I brought her back! Did she die? No, I was fleeing. 
I did it. I also killed those fucking things, but no big deal. <laughs> Fair point. I, I can, I mean, like, it'll tap out my spells, but I can do another, not entirely, but it'll, you know, I can... No, no, save them. Pass without a trace. Seems like a great idea. Sure. Should you pass without a tracing? Mm-hmm. All right, so you have two, two to three more hours to travel. Last for an hour. How many times can you cast it? I can cast it three times. Well, then I'll allow a single stealth tra- check from all of you guys. Uh, with adva- uh, or not with advantage, with the bonuses of that. Okay. So I, I cast it three times. So you okay. cast it three times in a row for three hours. So all of you go ahead and make yourself check, and this will be for all three hours as opposed to making it separately for each hour. If you roll, um, ju- ju- like, just hypothetical. Oh, no. If you roll a one, do you still get to add the plus ten, or do you still fail? It's still a natural one. I rolled a natural one. But it's an eleven and a natural one. Do I get to add my stealth, too? Did you roll it advantage? Yeah, add yourself too. You didn't roll. No, Wait, it's not advantage. No one's rolling an advantage unless you have something that allows you to. Everyone gets a plus ten because oh, okay. of the spell. Okay. Yes. So nine, uh, twenty. <laughs> twenty. My stealth is plus with a, a natural one. Good to know. All right, Caleb. Caleb. Seventeen. Seventeen. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Natural twenty, so forty-three. <laughs> As, 28, I was wrong. All right, as you guys are carefully making your way around the side of the mountain, Bo is about to step on what looks to be a pile of dry rotted <laughs> sticks. And right as she goes to step, Knot is so stealthy, Knot swoops in, grabs the bottom of her foot, and adjusts it off of it and manages to make up for it. You guys manage to move forward unnoticed. <laughs> You okay? I got you, boo. She doesn't die every day, you know. That's true, yes. Watch out for this. You didn't die, die, Bo. You just went unconscious. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. As you guys continue on for the next three hours, undetected, without issue, you eventually watch as the light in the sky grows darker and darker, forcing you to make camp. Are you making it on the mountainside, or the forest side, or right on the tree line? I would vote tree line, but... I'll go with Ford. He's been very lucky today. Can you make your thingy, Caleb? I can, but you're not worried in the tree line about things coming up from beneath? I thought it was a... a, Nope. Oh, fucking nope. (laughs) Mountain, mountain. No, but I could have it match the uh, color of the mountainside. We could find a a, a rock to sleep on, a rock or like a big boulder or something. The mountain's kind of... I don't know. Oh, the mountain, yeah. Yeah. Fucking mountain. Well, it, we, should, we should check the mountain to make sure it's actually rock or granite and not like soil or something that could be burrowed through. All right. Yeah. All right. Who's, who's checking for that? I will poke the mountain. Make, make a nature check for me. Nine. Not eventually finds what looks to be a nice solid patch oh. of stone. Of stone. I think, at least two inches down, yeah. I just probed two inches down. What did you use? My finger. 
Caduceus, you are used to living out of doors. Is this the best spot? What do you think? Uh, I mean... Seems confident. <laughs> what, if we climb up, what if we climb up and we sleep in the trees? That way we're not on the ground. The worm won't be able to hear us rumble. The dome can't protect us in the trees. Yeah, but the trees can protect us Uh, in the trees. These sort of trees, what's the lowest hanging branch? Um, Uh As the pine trees, they they actually start at about, uh, some of them, like five, six feet. And then higher from there. Like the, the, the actual, depending on the size of the tree. The tree line, they're a little smaller. So, yeah, around like four to five feet they begin. I mean, we could. Okay, a new pitch. You can you take your dome and put it upside down, and we hang it in the tree, and then we all just cradle together in the safety of a, you know, a bowl. <laughs> I'm not thinking. We need clearly. to find this woman a place to rest. <laughs> but at least it would keep things from jumping up underneath us. That is. I think it is a decent idea, yeah. Maybe go a little deeper into higher trees. Wait, are you actually going to do this? <laughs> no, I, it does not work that way, no. But we could sleep in the branches. Yeah. I think either that or we pick a spot on the hillside and I throw up the dome. What are you guys doing? Go up the trees. Into the trees! All right. <laughs> oh, no. It takes you guys a little bit of time to try and find a patch of trees. How are you, how are you staying in the trees? Uh, well, I will, um, you, uh, I will turn into that giant ape again, only uh, white this time, and uh, climb around and find a sturdy place that can keep us relatively close together okay. and, and ferry people up as needed. Make a survival check. Okay. Uh, Using the, the gorilla's wisdom. Okay. Uh. Gorillas are so smart. As you guys prepare camp within the first hour of nightfall, as you get comfortable and lay down, you hear <laughs> and the whole canopy that you had set up camp snaps and falls out from under you. You tumble about ten to... feet. Oh. What? Everyone suffers six points of bludgeoning damage. <sighs> and your treetop canopy has broken. It has been an hour into night, and you could hear the various sounds of nocturnal creatures beginning to come out. Mountainside! Over, mountainside! Over, mountainside, mountainside right now. Yeah, let's go to the mountainside. Right there. Yes, let's go. Quickly. Caleb just starts cursing heavily in Zimnian and is pulling out his spell book and finds that spot and plants his butt down and starts ritual casting All right. the hut. You guys eventually gather yourselves <laughs> to this spot chosen. Caleb finishes his incantation. The dome encases you all for what hopefully is an evening of well-earned rest. As you all come to sleep, we're gonna go and take a break. What the fuck, man? (laughs) Tree sleeping. You guys didn't roll well for stealth and on my table I I rolled that encounter. I'm sorry. Anyway, we'll be back here uh, in a little bit. Guys, enjoy your break at home and here in the theater. We'll see you for the second half of this adventure shortly. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we're often told that talking about our emotions can be dramatic, unnecessary, or unproductive. But in actuality, when you repress negative feelings, it can be extremely taxing on the brain, so much so that it impairs logical, productive decision-making. 
Uh, listen, I, I am proof of this. I often am very overwhelmed when I look at my calendar and see a long, never-ending list of things to do, and I can just feel my brain wanting to shut down and telling me not to do any of it. But the minute I start to talk to someone about my stress and I can brainstorm the best order to go about my day, my task paralysis starts to disappear. So if there is something taxing on your mind that you need to try and talk out, try BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is entirely online, making it convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And to get started, you just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Plus, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Critical Role today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Critical Role. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Each chapter uncovers a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. You can collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Plus, chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It's June's job to discover the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Being far away from family is never easy, and sometimes it's hard to fully catch up via texts or calls or FaceTimes. But one picture is worth a thousand words, and with Aura Frames, it's never been easier to share your cherished moments with your long-distanced relatives. Aura is a Wi-Fi-connected digital picture frame that allows you to beautifully showcase all of your favorite memories in one display. To set it up, all you have to do is connect your Aura Frame to Wi-Fi, and then use the Aura app to add an unlimited amount of photos and videos from anywhere in the world. With my family in the South and myself here in LA, I bought an Aura frame for my mom, and she is always so excited when I upload new pictures of my travels, my friends, my husband, and of course, any adorable pictures of our dog Omar. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames. Com. Use code CRITICALROLE at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. In the business world, we often hear expressions like time is money and work smart, not hard. What these essentially mean is that the more efficient your operations are, the more work can be done in a shorter amount of time. So if your business is getting overwhelmed by too many manual processes, too few employees, and no source of truth, graduate to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. By bringing all your operational tools to NetSuite, you can cut the cost of multiple business systems, reduce manual errors, and increase your overall profits. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. Save time and money and see how you'll benefit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash Critical Role. NetSuite.com slash Critical Role. NetSuite.com slash Critical Role. Why, hello there. This is Critical Role's resident art dad, also known as Liam O'Brien. We are continuously amazed at the artwork this community creates. That's why each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, we share a curated gallery of submitted fan art over on CritRoll.com. 
If you'd like to submit your art for consideration, visit critroll.com submit. And thank you to all of the incredible artists who share their talents with us week after week. And welcome back. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I do quickly want to point out that I think I've had this mini for close to eight or more years, and it finally got used tonight. So I'm happy about that. What is that? It's a Remoraz. Remoraz? Remoraz? Yeah, Remoraz. Remoraz. Sure it is. They're fun. Yeah, fun. Are they? Fun. <laughs> but eight hey, years have been waiting to roll. Matt, there's no, there's no giveaway tonight, but I, I, I'm going to give away something. Oh. With the person in seat double D, thank you, uh, double D nine, look under their seat and they'll get a little special something courtesy of the cast of Critical Role. That's it. Wherever you are in the dark abyss before us, double D nine, congratulations. Yeah. Back in the bad seats. <laughs> I mean, the far seats. <laughs> <laughs> I like balcony. Perfect. Oh. Oh. How'd that Shall rest we? go? Oh, man. We rested. We, we took rest? a long rest. We took you guys safe within the dome created by Caleb. Complete a long rest Thank without you. issue. Go ahead and mark that in your character sheets. Hello. Uh, uh, Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to manage some spells while we yeah, got a same, second. Same, 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 I've same. Reevaluating a lot of things. You now have about one more days of travel should you continue at the pace you've been going, uninterrupted. <laughs> Are you guys moving with the same strategic grouping, the same marching order? It, it worked out okay. No, we I, need. I don't think we need to protect the middle. I think, mm. yeah, <laughs> it's all right. So yeah, I think you can fend for yourself. It's appreciated, but not necessary. So you're in front then? Sure, I'm a member of this group. I'll be in the front. <laughs> Who's in the front with Ford? Me. I'll I'll be with Jester. Me and Bo. All right. Flanked by tougher ladies. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, who's behind them in what order? Is it just the same, like three and three, or? Well, I will be second to last, and I will cast Mage Armor. All righty, Mage Armor's up for eight hours, buddy. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, who's at the back then, I guess? Is it gonna be Caduceus, or? Yeah, I'll take the back, and I'll keep an eye out for things, so. All righty, so we'll put. Not and Caleb in the center, and then Caduceus at the back. Not and kind of like a, like a reverse flying V. <laughs> All right. So, continuing stealthily. Yeah. Uh -huh. What do we think? Because I mean, we should be stealthy. Stealthy seem to not do that much, though. Well, I'll cast Pass Without a Trace on us as much as I can. How much can you cast it? Because you have about, I'd say, a solid eight to ten hours of travel. I'll start. Out as soon as we're down off the mountain, I'll cast it, and then I'll cast all you know, just cast it a few more times throughout the day. 
Okay. So we'll have three hours of travel that will be stealthed, potentially. Okay. So three out of eight to ten. Yeah. You got it. All right, so for the first couple hours of journeying around the rest of the mountain base... I'll wait till dusk to cast it again. Wait until dusk? Right? That's when scary things come out, is dusk. I mean... The fight you just had was during the day. Oh. I'll wait till around the same time that the fight happened yesterday. <laughs> All right, so that puts you about, like, five hours into your journey. Yeah, that's when I'll cast my third one. Okay. So, so that's because your third one, you said? Yeah. So you're starting for the first hour? Yes. All right. Everyone roll stealth with plus 10, please. <laughs> Meeting this up into sections. Natural 20. Nice. 35. 27. 26. 25. 23. So first hour, you guys, like some trained Navy SEAL shit, Make your way through the edge of the tree line, around the mountainside, down into the next valley. You can see the next large mountain pass ahead of you. You start making your way in there. Are you continuing for the second hour to continue those rolls, or do you want to? Yeah, let's keep with those rolls. All right, so, so mark off another cast to pass that a trace. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You guys continue with that. Unnoticed, pushing through the valley floor, now through the various thick elements of the pine forest ahead Maybe of you in the center of the Alps. Like disturbed dirt that looks like holes that like a 12-foot worm could pop or like, out of. Or like melted snow, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Make a perception signed. check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 12. Not yet. <laughs> Third hour. Are you continuing, or are we... I'm in the You guys way. are now hitting into the center. I'm in... Like you're, you're now beyond the mount, the first mountain. You're now down into the valley that leads into the secondary mountain. What do you guys think? Should, the, should we keep passing without a trace oh, in this fine. valley it's area? Been it's been or fine. should we wait? I mean, I'll say personally, valleys kind of freak me out. So. so we can keep it up for this next hour, and then we'll be without it for like seven hours potentially. Okay. Mm. Third hour continues. You guys are now cresting into the very center of the low point of the valley. You're hitting the base of the trough. The trees are at their thickest. The forest floor is not as snow-covered as a lot of it has been caught up in the canopy, um, but it is a soft floor. Um, I could use darker. up my third level spell slots and keep casting it. You can. you can use higher spell slots to cast it again if you does want it, to. Does it change when you use it at higher levels? No. No, it just, no, it just, it just gets just, used again. Yeah, all right. What up do you, you think? No? Yeah. Okay, if you guys think Yesterday went great. <laughs> we totally did. Yeah. Yeah. So without? Without. Uh, that, that's, I'm asking her, not you, not. I'm drunk. I'm going to keep... <laughs> I'm going to keep it up while we're in this deep valley Okay, thing. you're about, I'd say, two more hours of travel before you hit the base of the next mountain. So you, you could either expend two more slots or just one, and then roll again as you pass around the mountainside. I'll use one more, and then we'll roll again. Okay, so pushing now, you're about halfway through the day's journey, just cresting past that. You guys begin to hit the turn up of the rock formation to the base of the secondary mountain. Which direction are you traveling? Right. To the right. 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 To the right. right. You continue on to the right side, coming around the mountain. Everyone make a new stealth check without the plus 10 bonus, please. Hey. Right, all right. Yeah. 17. 24. 21. Natural 20, 21. 18. 23. Fucking shit! 
As the clutching shadows of Jester's magic fade, you all still keeping in step with Nott and those of the party who are a little more uh, deft at avoiding being seen or causing a ruckus. As a group, you still manage to make your way through the final bit of the forest line up towards the second mountain around its base, and you continue on. Do you want to continue with that stealth roll? You have, I'll have one more roll for the last bit of the day as you come around the edge and begin to hit the next valley beyond. I mean, yeah, I don't think I'm going to cast it anymore. Okay. Now, since... Uh, right? Uh, I need two people to make perception checks for me. Who's, who's keeping an eye? All right, so both of you guys roll perception checks. Mm. Are those good movements? No, nope, they're not. <laughs> Uh, 14. Oh. Eight. Okay. You guys come around the second mountain, and looking out into the next valley, you can see what looks to be three more mountains and a little, like a smaller valley between. And you're not quite sure which direction to go towards which one of these mountains. Southwest. Which way is southwest? Well, that way is north. So southwest is that way. So we keep going southwest. Yeah. Okay. Following Caleb's lead, make one more stealth check as you guys push into this final valley. Hey! Eh. Not good. <clears throat> Caleb? 11. 24. 4. <laughs> 18. 13. 20. All righty. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I sorry, don't care. Uh. Tarask. No. <laughs> oh, should I mention that we are walking without rhythm? Does that help? Does that? Walk, walking Wrong walk. universe. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. So, as you crest through the base of this final valley, heading in the southwest direction that you believe Caleb is properly sending you towards, um, not as quiet as you had hoped. However, you do manage to come upon the outskirts of what looks to be a campground. You can see a little bit of smoke. Not black, but almost like a white gray. So it's not been, it's been burning for a while and it's towards the end of its cycle as a fire. Any sign of a kind of camp? Like... Summer camp? Trolls, <laughs> summer camp, space camp? Um, it's not a space camp. Um, you do come upon uh, what looks to be a cluster of stones set around a, a fire, but it's now embers left. Uh, the snow around it has melted for the most part with elements of slush and ice that have kind of just slightly gathered around the outskirts of it. You can see a bit of the underbrush poking through. You can see elements of the floor around it has been mussed and shifted like there were bedrolls and other things set up in that space, but have since vacated. What about footprints? Do we see any footprints? Make a survival check. Okay. Survival. And vacated, no tents, no nothing like that. A 15? 15. Uh, you do see some elements that, of, of the brush that's been pushed down through weight mm. in a rhythmic pattern in multiple places, and they all lead loosely in the direction you're traveling. You said there was a circle of stones for a fire? Mm-hmm. Could I make a, a, an approximation of how long it's been since the fire went out? Sure, make a survival check. Okay. 16. Uh, it looks like the fire was meant to burn through the night yeah. and uh, is down to its embers and has been probably in embers for the past 
three to four hours. Okay. So the fire, you're not sure when the people left, but the fire itself has not been a useful fire for that long. Yeah. And Fair. you said the footsteps are going in the direction loosely that we're traveling? Correct. And do the footsteps appear large, or we're too far away to know? Uh, they look medium-sized creature. Can we scan the horizon, see if we see any creatures in the distance uh, looking, or...? Uh, you are in the center of the heavy, tr- heavy forest right now, so oh. there's no horizon to look at. Mm-hmm. There are treetops, tree trunks, and a little bit of the sky above you you can see past the canopy that's barely visible other than directly above you. Can you oh. climb a tree? Bo, I'll race you to the top of a tree. Deal, I go. I'm going too. Instantly. I'm instantly going. Acrobatics checks for both of you. (laughs) 26. 25. (gasps) I'm gonna gonna do some parkour shit. I, uh, I... I take my staff and I jam it under knot and I try and trip her off the tree. Make an attack roll. Sorry. Not sorry. I thought I was the catty one. 23. Hits! Go ahead and roll damage. <laughs> With my staff, right? Well, well, if you're just trying to trip her up, go ahead, to... go ahead and make contested strength checks. Nope. This is a nope. shove maneuver. Nope, nope, two. 14. <laughs> As you're getting up to the top and you're getting ahead of Beauregard, you have to just leaping up these trees, catching from the side. Suddenly, there's a crack, a flash of white as a staff hits you right in the shoulder, and your fingers lose the grip on the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Bo makes it to the top. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Am I falling? You are about to be falling. Unless I... uh, Dexterity save or check? Saving Uh, throw. 14. 14, you catch a branch, but Bo has gained a 10-foot lead on you. Mage hand pulling her hair. (laughs) Make a contested uh, strength versus your uh, d20 plus your your, uh, ability modifier for your spell casting. Wait. Which would be your intelligence. What do I roll? Strength. Strength. Uh, not great. 14. 19. Oh. <laughs> the mage hand tugs it back in her hair and it comes off of the, the, the usual ow, set ow, bun. Ow. But she pulls out of it a few hairs, kind of pull out of the roots and are now left in the somewhat spectral hand floating in space. But you both continue keeping up. I reach in my bag and I pull out a firecracker and I throw it behind me. You're attracting me, Bella! Okay. It's just a firecracker. This will, lighting, a, lighting a firecracker, it isn't like a pull out and throw. You gotta pull out. It's not a very fast Fuck maneuver. That. Too much time. I just throw the firecracker and hope I hit her in the face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> roll, an, roll, roll an attack with your dex bonus. No proficiency modifier because you're not proficient in throwing firecracker. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb as shit. Oh my god. Of course now. <laughs> Alright. You take a firecracker to the face. <laughs> You've certainly lost your lead. You guys are now neck and neck between the two bits. Uh, I'd say you guys both together have one more push up this tree. I'm going to shoot her with my gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make an attack roll. Step of the wind! <laughs> 
attack is 21 to hit. Hit, you bitch! All right, roll damage. I'm aiming for her ass. <laughs> roll damage. I'm shooting her with a gun. <laughs> this isn't with your crossbow? No, this is with... with my gun. <laughs> Go ahead and roll damage. This is what Percy has wrought. <laughs> oh, roll damage? Yeah. Okay, where's my D10? D10 plus dex modifier. Uh, ooh, 14. 14. Go! Wait, <laughs> okay. Does that slow her down at all? Uh, She's got a she, she, in her ass. Yeah, okay. So she takes it if she wants to and continues onward. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> right in the ass. Not expecting you hear the, 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 the explosion sound of the gun firing and a sharp pain in your bite. Oh, God. Shit. Probably should have deflected that. I immediately started scanning the... Oh, I, that's right. I forgot I could catch bullets, but it was in my ass. I know. I mean, and you learned you learned a valuable lesson. You kind of did catch Clench. it. Yeah. You did. That's true. Hot pocket. <laughs> so, the downside is you did get shot in the ass. Yeah. And took 14 points of piercing damage. The bonus is with step of the wind, you make it to the top first. I have a lot of blood running down my leg, but fuck you. I it win. Was a, it was a fair race. It was a fair race. <laughs> I shake Nod's hand. All right. And then I let her go. This ah! <laughs> <laughs> just flings you down off the tree top. I'll feather fall. All right. As she slowly pummels, bouncing off the bow, make a perception check from above the tree line. Oh god, I hope I don't fuck this up. And it was none of it was worth it. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nine. Ah. <laughs> the searing pain in your bottom is a little distracting. In your bottom. And you make out a couple of shapes at the base of the mountain kind of central to where you guys are facing, but you can't make out more detail than that. It's something. At the base of the mountain. Yes. Okay. Like just above the tree line. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all gather again at the base of the forest. Beauregard conveys the inkling of information that she gleaned at the top of the tree. <laughs> Are we um, scanning amongst the trees, seeing if anything was attracted by that giant ruckus? You mean the extremely loud gunshot that yeah, echoed yeah, the entire yeah, forest? Yeah. Oh, I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah, roll perception check, both <laughs> of you. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, for... 12. Um, uh, 14. 14, okay. You guys don't notice anything yet. We should... Maybe we should just keep going fast. 
Just keep going. Um, are you going full pace or are you going full stealth pace, still? Full pace. I also, I, I wanted to, before we let, leave, I want to cast Detect Magic while we were at the, at the, at the little campsite. Okay. You cast Detect Magic as they're having this brief discussion. Yeah. Uh, while they were running. Yeah. Right. Nothing catches your attention in this space. Cool. All right. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. Our, our race caused a bit of a ruckus, Bo and I. Really? Yes. So we should probably just hurry as fast as we yeah, can. Yeah, we'll just... So we run the last bit of the day? Sure. Okay. Sorry. 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 All right. For the last few hours, you guys continue pushing on unstealthily at a full run as the light begins to darken in the sky, the, the elements of dusk beginning to slowly settle in. You hear it. That's a lot of wolves, you guys. <laughs> Two thousand wolves. That's a lot fucking of fucking dead. wolves. Uh, they're getting louder and closer. <laughs> from behind us, or can you? How, from how behind long does and it take around to you. I'm going to uh, use thaumaturgy to start a big earthquake behind us and start trying to scatter wherever I hear wolves. Okay, you make you make a mild rumbling sound as it is a cantrip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's got a thing to like shake earth. So it like, does. It shakes the earth a little bit, like under under a worms. person. Sure, you fake some worms. Fake some worms. Anybody else doing anything as you guys are running? <laughs> All right, you guys are running. As you're heading towards the edge of the tree line, you can hear the howls getting louder, and they're communicating, and they're circulating, and they're starting to pincer around. As you rush up through the edge of the tree line, you can see now ahead of you what looks to be. Uh, a dozen or so stone towers rising out of the snowy mountainside, about three or four hundred feet above. This is what you had barely noticed, uh, this time without bird poop in your eye. Uh, you can see about, about across, it's been across about a mile or so at the base of this large crag. Uh, you can see four of them appear to be centered around a specific smaller structure that's like barely visible among the ice and rock. And at the edge, you can see what looks to be about eight or nine like heavy fur cloaked figures standing there. Guards of some sort. What are you guys doing? Well, the wolves are still howling behind us, yeah? Yeah, and they're getting louder and louder. <laughs> guys, it's okay. Caleb is a werewolf. Should we put our hands up as we're running towards them? Uh, if they're from this area, they know there are wolves here. We should keep moving. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, but they'll let us know that you know we're, we're friendly as we run towards them with our hands up. The, how, how humanoid do these things and the cloaks look? Make a perception check. Okay, let's try. I'm going to try the, the, the bee die again. Ooh, that's okay, 25. Ooh. 25. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them look squat and, and, and sturdy, dwarven in, in uh, exterior form. Some of them appear to be taller, a little more light. You see a, oh. a combination of, or, of dwarf, elf, and other humanoids amongst these. And beyond the eight that are facing you, there's others like in the towers and in the vicinity. Uh, okay. I'm going to call up to them then, projecting my voice. Uh, Travelers requesting sanctuary, we've got a wolf problem. Are you doing the same, Jester? Yes, yes, yes. Both of you guys make persuasion checks, please. Oh, okay. All, all of us? No, just, just me and... Just the two of them, since they're the ones raising their voices initially. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, 22. 22. And you roll a natural... 
I rolled, no, 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 I rolled an eight. Okay, okay. So, as Jester starts shouting initially, you see a bunch of them raising their crossbows or longbows and mounting it. Caduceus puts up his hands using thaumaturgy to project the I'm warning and request. We've just got a wolf problem that we're requesting sanctuary. Uh, hello? You watch as uh. all eight of them fire, release their arrows in your direction. <laughs> Whiz past you, and you can see as a group of wolves begin to emerge from the tree line, some of them get knocked back. They go ahead and reload again as you guys begin to approach. A second volley, and you can see about a dozen or so of these large wolves, similar to the ones that you guys had encountered in the first battle, mm. charging, and a few more get hit. Eventually, they begin to split off and recoil back towards the comfort of the forest. Either they're friendly or we have terrible, uh, they have terrible aim. Either way, we're pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. As you guys rush up to meet them, you can see they're all pretty haggard, Definitely the type of dwarves and elves that spend most of their day out here patrolling the outside of a very tough, snowy, icy mountain range. They all kind of give you a grimace and an acknowledgement nod, but definitely kind of glaring at the eyes of, all right, outsiders, we left you alive, you know? So as you guys approach and kind of slow down, feeling a little more comfortable in the space where they stand, what would you like to do? Oh, hi. One of them kind of steps up. You can see he pulls his hood back a bit. Uh, this is a male dwarf. You see long, tangled black hair, big bushy beard that's just like <laughs> at the front of his face. You can't even really see his mouth. The mustache and beard kind of merges, so he just talks. You can see it move, and a voice emerges from somewhere within. <laughs> he just goes, Hail! So travel, I swear. What, what's your issue? What are you doing here? Blessings be upon you. Uh, we are here for um, for Dolgram, right? Yeah, where we were uh, hoping we're, we're looking for someone. Huh? Eh? Dolgram Smeltborn? You're looking for a Smeltborn? Aye. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look at you. And he kind of walks over and begins one by one inspecting each of you. Goes up to Ford and kind of like grabs the armor and suits you up and kind of looks at your face from side to side. He's harmless. <laughs> Walks up to Bo, kind of looks her over a bit. I was shot in the ass. It's not, it's not because, yeah. Looks past Caleb and not. Looks at you, kind of like, ah. <laughs> you come with a goblin. Oh, she's, she's fine. She's a really, yeah. really sweet goblin. Mostly drunk. Do you want a drink? I'll offer my flask. I like this goblin. <laughs> Hold on. All right, just uh, be careful in there. Uh, if you're looking to get inside, just tell the guards that uh, the senior glassblade beard said you're okay. Mention the smeltborn name that'll at least get you in the gates. Don't cause any business. That's funny. I don't know. Glass Did plate? he say senior glass beard? Glass plate? Glass blade? Glass blade. It's a cool blade. name, by the way. Glass blade. Glass blade. 
Glass blade. It's more of a title than a name, but thank you. Wait, wait, glass blade. What are glass blades? Well, I mean that. Uh, yeah. I mean, glass blade. Not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Blade. Wait a minute. I feel like you're reaching. Can again. I look at the guy and be like, like, um, is it like green? What responsibilities what? does the we title come We don't actually with? fight with glass. It's just a name. Where oh. did it come from, though? Do you know? I don't know. I'm not a historian. Okay. Cool you think man. I'd be out here if I was in the books? No. Good. Get inside. Puts his hood back up, takes out a piece of jerky and kind of rips it in his teeth and goes walk back to his patrol. The other ones are kind of watching you, their hands on the sides of their various weapons, kind of shrug their shoulders away and they go about scattering amongst the perimeter, keeping an eye out for the, in case the wolves try and circle back. Um, for the people who are out here who read books, um, do I know what a glass blade is? Make a history check. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 25. Okay. What little bit you've heard of Uthodurn, the glass blades you understand as being the, the title of their, their essential military and ranger force that guards, hunts, and, and just looks over the perimeter of Uthodurn. Um, the, you're not entirely certain what the source of the name was, but it's been the title of their military since Uthodurn was first founded, which was shortly after the Calamity. Um, this place you do know, however, has existed probably for between six to eight hundred years. Um, and with that history check, you know the elves are a are comparatively recent addition. Initially a pure dwarven society, the elves came after the destruction of Malayasmir and the corruption of what is now known as the Savalier Wood. They were essentially refugees and the dwarves allowed them sanctuary and have since kind of created a dual society known as the Diarchy of Uthodurn. Diarchy? Yes. And do we know That's if what this you get is... for a 25 history roll. Yeah. Is this a, like a small, rugged place or very civilized and, and built out? From what you see right now on the side of the mountain, yeah. there are the towers, there are some perimeter fences. You can see what looks to be a number of small buildings warmed by gentle firelight, thatched roofs. They're, uh, they're fit to be, you know, fairly sturdy in the months of harsh weather, which, as you've now noticed, occasionally blows through the Alps here. Um, you also can tell that there are uh, some winterbred horses and large goats that are kept outside of makeshift liveries, and uh, some of the perimeter guards you can now see on the edges of it are using these as mounts as they walk across. And these are large goats. They're, you know, probably from, from foot to shoulder about eight feet tall. Goats? goats? Goats. Are they dire goats? They squat. So they're kind of like <laughs> almost circular, but what's the question? Are they dire goats? Uh-huh. They're not dire goats. You don't see any additional bony protrusions or a, a nightmarish hint to them. They're just large and, and sturdy. It's a big giant fucking goat. Jesus. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's fur. You're not quite sure like where the shoulder stands, but like from the, from the fur wreath around the head and that it looks, it stands about If we yell, tall. boo, do the eight foot tall goats fall over? <laughs> you want to try it? Yeah. All right, go ahead and make an intimidation check. I'm not even in the gate yet. Natural 20. <laughs> now I'm lying on the cold, hard ground. <laughs> As the large, muscular, massive-shouldered goat with its, like, Square eyes, pupils, kind of in some ways reminiscent of close in the eyes as to a moorbounder, kind of turns around to you. What do you do? Boom! <laughs> 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 
and it bolts in the opposite direction. Slams into the side of the gate. The gate splinters open, and it begins running out along the side of the mountain. A couple of the other goats begin to follow the opening space, and a bunch of the glass blades begin to rush off to try and get them back into the fence. Uh, Not! Uh, how could you do that? I'm sorry! I'm wow. drunk! <laughs> the guards seem to not particularly appreciate your presence at the moment. Um, looking around, you do see what looks to be almost like a large, heavy gazebo-type roof structure in the center. You must face the gazebo alone. Um, <laughs> you can see beneath, beneath the roof of it, there is a wide pit where the snow and the ice and the rock tends to give way, and you can see probably 50, 60 feet across from side to side, just a black circular opening that descends deep into the mountain rock. Huh? Are there stairs? Do you approach it? Yes! Wait, wait! Yes! I mean, this is Uthodern, right? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. We're assuming. <laughs> may or may not be. You haven't asked the question. Seems like the outskirts. Is this, are we in Uthodun proper? One of, the, one of the guards that passes by, you see uh, an, an elven man, hood still up. Um, it's interesting. You, you, the features are pure elven, but you see what looks to be elements of kind of a reddish round beard that has emerged from the chin. It kind of looks at you and goes, I, and points towards the hole. Oh, oh, it's down there. Down below you glance over and you can see, now that you're getting closer, there are numerous spiral staircases that descend down, about 15 feet wide each, that continue down. There's railing around the outer edge, and you can see there are guards posted there as well, keeping an eye on anyone going in and out. Uthodern. Earthodown. Maybe, maybe it's like, maybe? I don't know. It's dwarvish. Yeah. I actually speak dwarvish. Yeah? What does it translate I to? I, what does it translate to? <laughs> I'd say Uthodurn translates roughly to um, uh, the, the new under salvation. Well, you see. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys continue down this spiral network of staircases that descend for 100, 150 or so feet. There is railing on the edge to make sure that nobody plummets in because the center of it is an open pit that just falls straight through. Well, that's a refreshing change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are people that come up and pass by, and you have to kind of move to the side. As you can see, some other of these glass blade rangers, you can see some uh, people with backpacks ready and to face the elements with heavy cloaks and heavy hoods, um, thick furs and thick leathers and hides kind of passing by you as you descend deeper, deeper into this section of the mountain before eventually the staircases stop in what is like a large, semi-domed, uh, kind of a foyer path that is about 100 feet across, side to side, and you can see multiple hallways that lead outward. The smell in here is that of earth, wet earth, uh, burned wood, soot, and almost like an iron-like scent to the air. Iron, like, um, not, and I mess a lot with uh, components. Do we know if it is something specific? Iron. <laughs> oh. uh, it's very iron-like. <laughs> could, could have just could have just said iron. It's, iron, it's ironish. I, it's ironic. 
What's the, uh, what's the difference in the temperature from where we are now to where we were? Much warmer. Uh, as you come down and you've made your way down the stairs, you get the sense that you're starting to sweat a bit beneath the thicker clothing that you've used uh, to make your way through the open, snowy wastes of this mountain range. Uh, are there coming down there. Crickets down here? Yeah, there's crickets. That's a, interesting, not what I wanted. <laughs> Careful. There's dire Under crickets new everywhere. salvation, cricket haven. <laughs> All right. So what I was looking for was not cricket sounds. Apple bottle jeans. <laughs> Fur. Don't you dare. Nope. There it is. That's what I wanted. Thank you for your patience. All right. So coming down into this space. You can see it opens up into, uh, on each side, it looks to be pockets of almost barracks built into the edge of this, where you can see numerous glass blades are currently at watch or heading into buildings built into the side of this large dome. You can see little balcony pathways. You can see areas of the outside where different weapons and large bells are situated and placed up and hung against the side of the wall. There is a very wide opening, kind of a front of you and to the left, that seems to open up into a city. You can see a central wide road, maybe 30 feet across, where various like small carts and stuff are set up on the edges, and what looks to be buildings as it slowly curves to the left. Wow. This is really cool. This is very, very nice. So maybe find a way to get ourselves situated. Should go towards the city. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. As you head out through the central tunnel and it opens up around you, this is a massive underground cavern from floor to ceiling, probably close to 100 to 120 feet high and hundreds of feet wide, side to side, like close to maybe 1,500 feet or more. And in that space, this wide, kind of very, very pinched, arched, like from the top, arched cavern. There are just buildings that sprawl out. This is an, an underground neighborhood that continues. And as it descends, it curves like a gargantuan auger that just slowly spirals deeper and deeper into the earth. You can hear all manner of voices shouting and laughing and making comments and aggressive grunts as various individuals are coming through, carrying large, looks like mine carts filled with freshly mined iron and other minerals from what looks to be uh, mining works off to the far right that encompasses a heavy side of this entryway. To the left, you can see other residential buildings, which is interesting, because along the base of it, you can see more squat, heavy stone buildings and then built up against the wall, kind of curving up as the cave meets the edge of its sides. You can see almost more elven-based homes. And in this kind of weird in-between, you can see where the merging cultures between dwarf and elf, classically at odds, or at least very, very dissimilar lifestyles have kind of come into this symbiotic existence together. And they're amongst the people of Uthodurn. While primarily dwarvish, a lot of elves walking through, you know, elven children, couples of dwarves and elves, and dwarf and elf together, it is a complete merger of the societies. Wow. So it is possible. <laughs> we see the landscape uh, moving down and to the left. Mm -hmm. You said the entrance into this area was a circle in the ground. 
Right, it was like a, like a, like, a, like a spherical dome that the the staircases came down with, and then you had what looks to be elements of barracks that went off to the sides, and then one central opening that opened into this neighborhood. Does the cavern look like it's circular, and that it moves down like as if it was an enormous tunnel? As if it was a large tunnel. You can see it's roughly hewn, and there are numerous pillars throughout that rise up to meet the ceiling to both maintain the weight and kind of give this grandiose, almost uh, massively scaled grand hall feel to it as you see people pass through deeper into the city. I mean, we should move forward, yes? Yes. Yeah. Do we want to try and find a place to stay? Or? Yeah, maybe find a base of operations and start asking questions there and work our way outward. Bo, you speak Dwarvish, maybe you should chat up a local. Is there a, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I would like to point out that um, it was just in class. My teacher who taught me this was actually Elvish. It was super ironic now that I think about it. So I haven't had a lot of practice with it. You'll be great. Okay. Yeah. I uh, find a friendly-looking dwarf guard person. Do the, are the glass blades noticeable amongst everyone else that's walking around? There, you do see a few, but they're mostly just patrolling the streets, as would a town's guard you're familiar with in the Empire or you know, Zalezo would on the Menagerie Coast. Um, they seem to be more centrally relegated towards the entrance in places where conflict would be more of a, a defensible position of conflict within the city. But they're, they're scattered about. Otherwise, you see other folks across the town, dwarf and elvish, and occasionally other folks as well. You see the, the sporadic human, the sporadic half-orc. Like the, there are, they're not purely dwarf and elf, just primarily. What about smokestacks? Anything that would denote like a fire or something? Uh, you see a lot of fire light throughout some of the homes and abodes, but what you notice is a lot of the buildings that have that are clustered around the base of these large pillars. And this, the chimneys almost are built in a slant that merge with the mountain itself. Nice. So there are, these pillars not just act as uh, base pillars, but seem to be in some sort of a funneling exit for the various bits of smoke and soot that are built up through the various works being done here. Cool. So, who, you yeah. look around for, who um, do you want to talk to? There's like a, a, a Regular townie, you want to talk to one of the glass blades? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'll look for a glass blade that just looks like he's on patrol. Okay. You see uh, a female glass blade approach, similar armor. The, uh, the heavy cloak itself is not present. Uh, it's kind of a lighter cloak. Uh, same, similar kind of, of look and attire. The armor itself has like a dull uh, gray gold motif to it. And you can see across the front of it, there's an emblem. It looks like a, a sideways look of a war hammer. One half is white, one, uh, like the, the, the hook part of the Warhammer is white. The front, the blunt edge of the Warhammer is black, and where they merge, there is a center, it looks almost like a yin-yang, where the two colors are opposite, kind cool. of symbolizing the merger of the two societies. Uh, okay, nice. yeah. Um, hey, how are you doing? Let me see, uh, I'm working. Sure. Uh, we were just curious if you could point us in the direction of a local tavern or an inn, somewhere we can get some food, maybe some rest. Here on the volition disc, uh, yeah, take the auger trail down about maybe five or six blocks and you'll see the broken stool. Broken, wait, what's that? The broken, broken stool's a tavern. Okay, okay, five or six blocks on the left. Correct. Any other taverns or that's probably? That's the ones closest here, it's got rooms. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to guide you around this. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Just... <laughs> it's not my job. I'm supposed to protect people, keep cool. the law from you're... being broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're. I'm doing... gonna go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps walking, continuing her patrol. Your great. voice becomes even more guttural than usual when you're mm. speaking, dwarven. Mm. You find a place. Well, it kind of has that guttural like <laughs> to it that you have to kind of like get. Fuck anyway, um, yeah, I, I point us in the direction of the okay. broken, stool. broken stool. Broken stool. So you continue on down, uh, keeping an eye out, and eventually you do come across what looks to be uh, two-story in with a tavern and the exterior, and you could see hanging underneath the kind of warm, lit interior, just under, underneath where the, the outside porch is situated, hanging on a chain is a stool at an odd angle, and it looks like it's missing one of its feet. It's like partially broken off, and that's just the symbol for its you space know, here. It's got great theming. It leans <laughs> into its name. I'm into it. It has to lean. It only has three legs. It mm -hmm. needs to, yeah. All right, we're going. <laughs> You wander inside, it's comfortable. The, the tavern floor is wide here. Like you're used to seeing, you know, you've been to a few wide taverns. The, the Hupperduke one was fairly expansive. This has probably 15 tables or so, and about half of them are full. Um, as you've now coming to the, to the dusk hour of the day, it looks like a lot of various miners have come out. I think miners is they work in the mine, not miners as an underage. Um, <laughs> though you're not sure what the, uh, the, the drinking age is here in Uthodurn. Probably a little more lax being dwarven. Um, so uh, you see a number of these people covered in soot, tough looking figures, some of them carrying various wounds of the, of the job and what look to be maybe uh, issues with either uh, minor collapses or creatures they've stumbled across. And they're all just drinking and talking and sloshing around and chatting. And there at the, at the far end of the bar, you can see there were a few. Uh, male and, and female uh, bar hands in the process of setting up drinks and such, and you see kind of standing, looking over and shouting small orders and uh, to them. You see a, a female dwarf, older, gray-brown hair. It's kind of pulled back into uh, kind of a messy bun that kind of <laughs> in the back of her head. Uh, thick mutton chops that come down right to the edge of her chin and stop. Um, and looks like a series of scars across her chin and the edge of her, her clavicle. She looks to be the one in charge. Uh, excuse me, is it open seating or do we need to put in for a table? Yeah, you can certainly find something. I said, go for it. Take your bite. Sit down. Thank you. Of course, of course. Uh, so this is your group here, yeah? Yeah, this is my posse. They're rolling with me, you know. Just getting drinks, so you're getting food as well. Oh, uh, food, drinks, and you wouldn't happen to have any room. Rooms. We could probably squeeze two rooms in there if you don't mind sharing, huh? Yeah, we're cozy. Yeah, we're all right with that. All right, I'm Luda. What's your name? Lunda. Luda. Luda. Beauregard. You gotta work on your own sounds. Luda. Okay, uh, I'm. Fine. That's... Yeah, I am new to it. So if you could just. I can I... tell. Mm. <laughs> I'm not judging. Actually, it feels nice that you at least put some effort into it. Thank eh? you. Not just assuming. Yeah. Uh, Luda. Hi. I'm Beauregard. Pleasure. Where are you from? You don't look like you're uh, locals. You're all wearing some strange clothing. Yeah, you know, we're traveling from Rosanna on a little bit of a mission. Don't know what that is, but good on you. Okay, good. Just passing through. We actually just came from Kravenra. You went to Kravenra? Yes, the, the, the fucking volcano. 
<laughs> What's the fight in there? Uh, uh, an entire family of people, it turns out. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it went well, your reunion. Anyway, you want rooms? I got two rooms. There are. Shh, shh, looking over here. Looking for the for the. Uh, this would be. Per room, five silver pieces a night. Uh, a tosser of gold and just. Look at that exact change. Two rooms. Here's your case. Pass over. <laughs> uh, what's the uh, local beverage of choice? Ale. Dope. Can we have a round over there? I think we can manage. He goes ahead and gathers up drinks. You guys find a table and you kind of, after an exhausted journey, making your way to Uthadurn, you kind of sit around. Ale is provided, drink is provided. You have rooms for the night. What would you like to do? Should we talk to the locals about uh, Smeltborn or, or, or anything else? Yeah? Smeltborn, at the very least, we should start. Does anybody speak common? I mean, I do. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think she, I think she meant hey, the locals. Caduceus, do you know where Dolgrom Smeltborn's place is? Hmm. Not off the top of my head. Okay, maybe yeah. we should ask somebody else then. That's fair. Do, are people speaking common, or are they all pretty much speaking Dwarven and Elvish? Uh, actually, no. You, I mean, there are conversations in Elvish, there are conversations in Dwarven, and there are conversations in common. Okay. Uh, common is, 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 believe it or not, a common language here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially as part of the unification of the diarchy. So yeah, the, it looks like common is is readily used here, but the, all the language kind of, all languages kind of flow freely, probably in even amounts. Anyone anyone around the tavern who looks like they're the center of a of a conversation or holding court or have a lot of friends around them, make a perception check. Oh, I'm good at that. Ten. <laughs> you see uh, one elf who is wearing uh, what looks to be some sort of a, a leather apron of some kind. It's a bit covered in dirt and smut. You can see uh, his face is also kind of smudged. He's got a little bit of a tickle of whisker across the bottom of the chin, <laughs> uh, short, dark hair, uh, kind of you know, ruddy, textured skin, um, a couple of like, burn marks on the edge of his hands. It looks like he's probably done some hard work in his time, but he's laughing and he's telling a story around a couple of other friends. Elf or dwarf? He is elf. Elf. I'll go over to him and, and uh, hello, hello, stranger. Can I uh, can I contribute to the delinquency of you miners? <laughs> the whole table stops talking and laughing and turns and looks at you. I, I mean, I, can I buy you a drink? By all means. A round of whatever they're having over here, please. Hi. One of the bar hands comes by. It will cost you, for everyone at the table, it should be six people. Um, with an ale, I'll put you back about three, sil- or three silver pieces. I'll give them three silver. <laughs> the, the, the bar hand goes, oh, exact change, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the elf looks to you and goes, thank you very much for your patronage. Uh, we are just new, me and my friends are new to town, and we were wondering uh, uh, if, if, if any of you lot could uh, maybe give us some, some, uh, some tidbits about your fine village here, your town, your, 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 your city center, your, your capital. I... You're saying you're not from around here, Goblin? 
No. Funny. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the round of drinks. I'll tell you. Well, welcome to uh, welcome to to Uthodern. We are the central road here is the Argot Trail. It wraps around multiple times on the way down. There are three discs. There's a volition disc, which you're currently in. Volition. The volition disc. Volition disc. Uh, that's the top level. It's kind of the oldest of the regions. Houses most of the citizens. Uh, following that downward, you come to the secondary, which is called the deliberation disc, or the liber disc for short. And that's divided by a series of wide pillars and lofty, heavy steel gates between them, utilized with their means of protection in case uh, warfare ever found its way here, so don't worry. Um, heading past down to the deliberation disc, there's uh, the grand disc. Out there is the bottom disc. End of a. That's where a lot of the rich folk live, right there on the cusp between that and the deliberation disc. The base of there is where the Ludenbrock Mines are. Uh, it's also where the Grand Cast Citadel is. That's where most of our town is, uh, you know, lawfully taken care of, I guess you'd say. Uh, looks like a frozen tornado. It's kind of crazy. Uh, wow. You are amazing. Thank you so much for that information. We're looking for a fellow named uh, Dolgrum, Dolgrum Smeltborn. Smeltborn, Smeltborn. So there's a smithy, right? Yes. Smithy, right? If I recall, that's probably uh, it's on the deliberation disc. Can't recall where exactly. I haven't been there myself, but I've heard about it. So you can go ahead and look. It's a little ways further down, maybe about an hour, hour and a half walk. Just for for giggles, is he telling the truth? Make an insight check. Cool. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Whispers. <laughs> Guys, the D&D Beyond presidential campaign has come to an end. I can't wait to claim victory. <laughs> I take out my dagger right now. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can we all see who Nott is talking to? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you can see across the table, and you, you notice this too. Uh, they seem charmed with this little goblin that came up and bought them drinks and is asking about the town. and. Uh, you, you get the sense that maybe goblins aren't very prominent up north. <laughs> There's less of an immediate judgment here. I like it. Caduceus, yeah. I did what you always do. I just went and told the truth and was nice, and they were nice to me. That was, that was very impressive. I actually was watching all of that. That was, that was really good. Yeah, it felt good. They, uh, didn't, they didn't, like, throw anything at me, and... And I think if I play my cards right, I might be able to steal from them later. <laughs> I'll, I'll make you a deal. If we, if we don't steal from the first people that we meet down here, I'll definitely not be mad about you nearly blowing me up again. Okay. <laughs> does, does the wink mean yes, okay, or does the wink mean no? Sure. Oh, does, the, you're really hard to read, you know that. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> what time of day is it? Uh, at this point, it's probably just sunset. It is so. exactly sunset. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm pushing like 8 o'clock in the evening. There's still a whole night ahead of you. So, 
Dolgrom is like four centuries old, so he probably was in bed like five hours ago. <laughs> Maybe he's watching his stories. Maybe. <laughs> watching his stories. Why don't we uh, plant ourselves here for the night and go over at a decent hour in the morning? That sounds good. I like it. Okay. You guys settle up for the evening. Your rooms are mm. adequate. It's not extremely comfortable, especially not lavish chateau level. Um, but you have a bed. You have a door that locks. You have what looks to be a chair and a table. Between both rooms, contain these things, and that's it. Uh, before everyone goes to bed tonight, um, Chester, hmm? do do you have the ability to send any messages? Yes. Yeah. Um, that music is lovely. Hmm. Uh, would you do me a favor and contact uh, Essek and see what our um, what their timeline is for the the Volstrecker. The what? The scourger in their prison that they yes. have. Yes, yes, like how long they plan? Yeah, if they can still hold a while longer. I would like them to hold a while longer if they yes, can. Yes, I will definitely do that. I am going to send a message. To Essek. Hi. Here with Caleb. Just wondering. Can you keep that scourger alive a while longer, please? <laughs> he wants it kept alive for a while longer, please. What do you think? I don't know how much time. <laughs> <laughs> As you trail off, Essek eventually responds. Uh, uh, Jester, I'm, I, uh, I will do what I can, but my power is still limited against that of the dynasty. Uh, House Crin, the den, has no interest in keeping the prisoner alive much longer. I shall try. No. Well, he said that it is going to be hard for him because they don't really care and they kind of want to kill the Scourger. But he's going to try real hard to keep the Scourger alive a while longer. But it's not really up to him. Do, do you have one more in you? Yeah. Could you tell him that while... The chances are slim. There is a chance because of my history I could maybe learn something that would help them. Yes. I definitely can do that in 25 words. <laughs> I just got to think for a minute about how I'm going to phrase it. Because of your history, you think you could learn something about yourself from this culture? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to send a message to Essek. Caleb thinks that because of his history, he may be able to learn something about himself that would help you guys if it's alive. 
You pooping? Sadly, I do not think the last bit made its way through. But as it responds, I will do my best. I make no promises, but will implore the mercy. Excuse me. to drop a dunamis. <laughs> no, but I will no. do my best, but no promises. He said he's going to try real hard. He's going to do his best, but he doesn't know if they'll listen to him, but he, he's going to try real hard. He just can't make any promises. Okay. Why, why did you ask if he was pooping? <laughs> I just thought, you know, because you guys said that sometimes I may be like interrupting people or something <laughs> when I'm casting my spell, and so, you know, I don't know, maybe didn't want to be bothered or something. Although I think, you know, if you were pooping, that's the best time to send a message. Because what else are you going to do, you know? I, I, I think you are correct. It is the best time to send a message. But maybe not the best time to receive a message. Oh. Do, you think, do you think he floats over the seat so he doesn't have to put down... <laughs> It's very sanitary. I, listen, I have read a lot, and those Crin toilets are amazing. <laughs> Is there anything else you wish to accomplish before bedding down for the evening? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jester. All right. You guys head to your room. For the night? Okay. A nice evening's rest amongst rooms that are passable, but an evening without worry. Door still securely locked, and uh, I assume Caleb doing his general evening <laughs> rigmarole. Every night, every night. Yep. Uh, morning comes to you, or at least you, I can acknowledge it's morning. Once again, another day awakening within a subterranean cavern. Uh, sunlight mornings have been a very spotty thing in recent adventures and travels for you guys, but you come to consciousness, you come to a breakfast that is included as part of the evening. Uh, it, is, it is hearty, it is made of, of no fancy fruits and you know, tropical menagerie coast you know, uh, elements of a, of a breakfast dish. Uh, it is mainly meats and hearty roots, potatoes, um, with a little bit of a garnish of, of green, you're not quite sure where it came from. Oh, I'm great. into it. Yeah. yeah. Caduceus, what is this green thing? Is it a fungus? It's a fungus, isn't it? Is it a fungus? Make a nature check. All right. 
They can make a nature check to assess breakfast. <laughs> I mean, uh, 17. 17? It's fungus. No, yeah, no, yeah, it is. You eat it first. It's good. It's garnish, isn't it? Maybe. It's all right. But it's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. Give it to Caduceus, he'll try anything. Caduceus, do you want my garnish? Because I know you aren't going to eat your meat. I don't I want you to go hungry. Free garnish, all right. <laughs> Walk around the table. Order. Yep. <laughs> Somebody got to eat the parsley, man. Yeah. There's a couple of plates left out from folks that have finished their breakfast. The garnish still left on the side. You're just you're picking up the dead soldiers of other people's meals. Mm. <laughs> All right. So we'll go see, go down and see uh, the the guy. Yeah. Head down Gold. to the deliberation disc. Is it- Deliberation or the liberation? No, deliberation okay, disc is what it's called, but it's, you, you heard it referred to as the liber disc. And liber what's disc. the one that we're on called? We're what's on that? volition. The, volition. You're in the volition disc, which is the top, and there's the deliberation, the deliberation disc, and there's the... Uh, and can we find uh, the, the elevator down, the stairs the down? Disc. Is it the same spiral staircase down? No, actually, the, the, the spiral staircase is only at the entrance to the city. The rest of it is just one wide, spiraling cavern, like a, oh. like a corkscrew that goes deeper and deeper. Down and through we go. All right, All right, let's go. All right. Continuing past the city, now bustling in the morning. Uh, it's crowded. Uh, the evening was not quite as much. There's, maybe it's just the culture has grown over time. It's the combination of the two, but, but this uh, it's a very... I wouldn't say like, like, like overpopulated, but it's a very crowded city. Um, and as people are moving through and pushing past, they're going off to business, they're going off to various uh, work appointments, they're going to, to get ready for their shift, uh, looking at the outskirts of the city. Some of them are just taking their kids who are screaming through the streets to try and get them fed. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty bustling at this hour. And as you push through, also you can see the various uh, the pillars. You can begin to see the, the metal gates that connotate the end of the Volition Disc. There are the pillars that hold up the central parts of the cavern every hundred or so feet. These now hold aloft these thick metal, like dark, dark metal gates that look ready to drop at any given point in time. They're partially uh, embedded in the ceiling above it. You can see now this place is designed to essentially lock itself down from various defense positions should it be attacked from one or the other direction. And the pillars that are not affixed to these gates, uh, within and beyond that, you can see up to the top, there are homes, uh, largely of elven design, that are built at different heights along it. It looks like they're starting to make use of whatever space they can to give more housing. It's a very unique kind of patchwork cluster of different aspects of your own world experience with both cultures, all jammed into this kind of weird, beautiful uh, tapestry. Um, Continuing past the metal gates, deeper into the deliberation disc, uh, you do, I have my notes here. Um, you can see, uh, looks to be floor to ceiling with homes and emporiums. This place is the bustling market center of the city. There are all manner of shops and carts and the smell of different foods being cooked and dried and smoked all throughout the main street. There are barkers and you know, people just shouting out to get your attention and the attention of those going by. Most folks just push through and they're not paying attention unless their business is to go there. Um, 
who's keeping an eye out for your destination? All right, go ahead and make a perception check. Um, 21. Nice. 21, as you guys glance through, you thankfully are the, probably one of the tallest, if not the tallest oh, yeah. person in this city at this moment. Glancing above the crowd, you do see what looks to be a massive temple uh, that holds the symbol of Moradin, which is the dual-sided warhammer with a dwarven face on each end. You can see as it rises up to this pinnacle, and there this anvil sits on top, where that, that emblem is emblazed across it. Just beyond that, you see a sign that you swear says Smeltborn that is dangling from the outside of some sort of a, uh, a heavy stone building glowing from the inside of the open door. I think that way. Great. Yep, yep, that's, yep, yep, wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look behind us, are we being followed? Or Make I look a perception around? check. I look for a bakery. Make a perception check. <laughs> I also want to... Both important roles. Natural one. Oh. Give us a 20. No, that would have been amazing. I also would like to... 11. You, know, you also would like to... Uh, check for pockets to make sure we, we haven't been pickpocketed. I've been to town before. Okay. Um, no pockets picked. Hmm. Uh, no sign of being followed. And yeah, there's a bakery. <laughs> you come up to uh, what's called the uh, the softer stone forge, is the name of the bakery, That's so cute. Um, and it, it looks really like kind of like pretty rough hewn on the outside. It's, it doesn't have any sort of of you know color that would present itself as a bakery beyond just the title, but you can recognize the smell. Yeah. You recognize it immediately. As you approach the door, which itself is opposed to a, to a door that opens and closes locked, it's almost like a saloon that pushes open and then flaps back. Um, as you push through on the inside, you can see what looks to be a baking kiln and sheets and sheets of rough iron that contain these risen dough pods and, and, and cupcakes that are in the process of being frosted. Dough pods! <laughs> you can see a, a young elven girl with uh, kind of a, a, a short, kind of combed over quaff to one side, look up to you, her face, a little bit of like frosting pushed on one cheek, kind of goes, can I help you? Hello, beautiful. <laughs> I would very much like to try some of your wonderful baked goods here in the fabulous city of Uthodon. My, what an entrance, certainly. How many would you like? <laughs> How many have you got? Got plenty. We've got uh, blue ones, flavored like blueberry. we got... <laughs> Uh, black ones, flavored like uh, black moss. Uh, we've got... Black moss? Have you not had black moss cupcakes? Are you serious? No. Oh, I'm going to put sweet? about four or five into that one for okay, you. Okay, okay. No. And the blueberry, just and like, blueberry, okay, right. and what else? Oh, we have, okay, well, well, what do you like? Do you like more sweet? Do you like more yes. savory? No. Oh, sweet, okay. I'll give you this one, bub, bub, and kind of, I'm going to do a kind of a baker's dozen mishmash them. This is your first time, here you go. Huh. Uh, this will put you back about uh, uh, four silver pieces. Oh my gosh, I give you five silver pieces. <laughs> Thank you for your patronage. You're welcome. I'm very excited. I immediately take out the black one and shove it in my mouth. All right. Uh, at first, it has kind of a charcoal earthy flavor, and you're immediately disappointed. 
Uh, but then kind of the cream filling kicks in, and the, the subtle kind of after flavor has almost like a matcha kind of green tea with a hint of sweet to it. It's not super sweet, but it's, it's very unique and not bad by any means. It wasn't what you were expecting, but not bad. This was worth the entire trip. Well, thank you very much for that. Okay, I'm gonna see you tomorrow and probably the next day, and maybe any day we'll be later right on to you. today. Okay, bye. You guys! <laughs> Just arrives. What do you have there? I've got cakes. There's this really good. Well, how many do I have? Thirteen here. One, two, three, four, five, six. So good. That's one for each of you, and the rest for me. <laughs> They're so dark. Are they burned? No, it's called black moss. Oh. You should try it. I start to eat the blueberry one. You are missing out. Mm. You can get blueberry cupcakes anywhere. Caduceus, is it fungus? Uh, It's just very sweet. Mm. Ford? Yes. Have a cupcake. Uh, no. Yes, Ford. I no. I, I'm not a fan of, of uh, dark-looking sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Are they good? <laughs> no. I will carefully close the box and keep them very not shaken and put them as carefully as I can into the haversack so that the frosting doesn't get smooshed around. Okay, the box is too large to put in there because the haversack is a series of small pouches, so you may have to put them in individually. Or, or just eat them. I'm going to carry the box gingerly. <laughs> Fair enough. Shall we go on, then? Yes. <laughs> okay, then. You guys continue following Caduceus's lead. Mm. You make your way towards wow. the outskirts of uh, what looks to be Moradin's Mantle, is the name of the temple. And on the inside, you can see there are numerous reliefs and statues of uh, the all, the Allhammer Moradin. Uh, there are numerous crafts that are brought and set upon there as part of the warship. You can see the inside has almost like a miniature, almost like a museum of various things that meant a lot to the worshippers of Moradin. Um, but beyond that, as you pass by, you see the specific location that Caduceus had sussed out from a distance. And you can see the Smeltborn sign saying the Anvil of Smeltborn emblazoned on a, a wooden uh, sign hanging from what looks to be a very nice, like well, well-made forge and blacksmithy. Uh, seeing that temple, uh, Caduceus, I'm rather new to the whole deity thing. Mm. Is, it, is it worth us going and leaving something, um, some sort of offering as we pass through? I, I imagine it always is. Um, the question is what sort of offering is appropriate to leave? To the all hammer. To the all hammer. Do you have a hammer? I don't have shit. (laughs) Make a religion check if you'd like to think of something that might befit the Allhammer. Oh, 18. 18. Uh, The Allhammer really appreciates the the process of creation, whether that be crafting or making or forging or 
uh, whittling or or building like the the, the 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 essence of a life creating something outside of itself beyond you know pro, you know progeny of any kind is in itself an act of his his joy and will. So whatever you could make, big or small, generally is considered a good offering. Jester, is there anything you'd like to create as an offering to the old hammer as we pass through? You do have, oh. You knew, you knew. I forgot, that's my, <laughs> my fault, my fault. I'm going. Ma- uh, mm-hmm. What would you like me to make? What, what, whatever you like. <laughs> I'm going to paint on the ground with my miraculous paint. Okay. A stone hammer, but it's gonna be like a hammer with like a dick, and then the two. He's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> It's a, it's a ball peen hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to place it very gently in front of the. Uh, All right, you can see this like very very old dwarf with this long thin beard and mustache like that curls down towards his belly and it goes kind of yellowed at the tips. Uh, completely bald on his head with liver spots, and his eyes have heavy wrinkles underneath, robes on him, what looks to be heavy chains around his neck. It looks almost like a, like a maester from Game of Thrones, <laughs> uh, with a heavy anvil at the base of his, of his thick chain necklace, and he goes, thank you so much, dear, and gives you a nod. Blessings be upon you, my child. <laughs> and he looks down at it and goes, eh? <laughs> And as you walk away, you see him pick it up to inspect it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are at the outskirts of the smelt, the anvil of the smeltborn. Let's go what? in. And do you have, who has the sword that we're I, going I to? I do. You have the sword? Yeah. All right, whip that shit out and let's well, go. Well, let's, let's have a conversation first. Yes, let's locate the man first, shall we? Let's have a conversation or let's have a conversation with him? With, with him. him. With him. Oh, okay, um, good. I don't want to talk to you guys anyway. Can we go up and approach the entrance? Don't grab! But maybe a little Don't bit. Don't grab! Okay. Whoa. We're here. All right. So as you're approaching the, the door, the door, which is uh, it's partially open, you can see like from the one glow inside, and you can hear this hammering of metal, like ting, like that. Oh shit! <laughs> How did you do that? Purely accidentally. No. Um, you're a Demon. Are you just shouting Dolgrim? I'm, I'm going to, to knock on the door and okay. gently in. The hammering stops, you hear some footfalls, and uh, the door opens, and you see kind of a younger dwarf, uh, sweaty, his uh, looks to be fine, kind of long blonde hair that's tightly braided behind his head that goes almost to his mid-back. Uh, he has his chin area shaved and his heavy, heavy mustache that's braided in two braids that dangle past his waist, but they're tied to his sides, so they won't get in the way of his work. You see him wearing a leather apron, leather gauntlets, and he's clutching uh, a smithy hammer in one hand, and he comes through and goes, uh, sorry, you were uh, saying, what were you saying? You were saying Dolgrim. We're, we were hoping to have a conversation with uh, Dolgrim sm- uh, Smeltborn. I take it you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> No, we've come a very long way to a talk to very him. Very long Is he way. Dead or something? Yes, he passed away about four years ago. Fuck. 
Are you? She a... means we're sorry for your loss. <laughs> Many blessings be upon his memory. Did he have an apprentice or a son or daughter or? I'm Umagorn. I'm his son. Um... Did he teach you his ways? No, as he holds up his blacksmithy hammer. <laughs> we, we, we have a deeply complicated job that we were hoping to find someone to help us with. Uh, may, I, may I show you what a... We brought cupcakes. And money. <laughs> and booze. Get the fuck in. <laughs> You guys enter, and you can see there, there's an assistant, this uh, kind of very young, probably like mid-teen elf uh, girl who is also similarly dressed and is currently the assistant of the forge who's holding the heavy metal tongs, and you can see holding what looks to be uh, a metal blank for some sort of a weapon, uh, and it's just in the process of wiping her brow, looking over at the rest of you and kind of gives a wave. Uh, as he kind of walks in, he takes his gauntlets off and slaps them down on top of one of the side-by tables, turns around, all right, uh, cupcake. Which flavor do you like? Pick one. Ooh. I'm going to give him uh, a blueberry one. Alcohol. <laughs> Swishes it around in his cheeks. <laughs> ah. You have my attention. So, you're looking for my dad. What for? Cut to the chase. I'm going to put the broken sword in front of him. He takes both tabs and sets them down, reaches over and grabs the lantern off to the side and kind of lights it and hangs it from a chain and kind of sets it down so it dangles. We came from Kravarad. And much farther before that. So you came from the Sanctum? Mm -hmm. They pointed us to you. We're on a mission for the Wild Mother. Well, I definitely recognize my father's craftsmanship in showing up the blade. Uh, the repairs look difficult. But uh, you can do it! Uh, I don't know. Like, give me just a second. And he gets up and walks off, and you see he starts rummaging through uh, what looks to be a couple of like crates on the far side of the room, and he's like pulling things out, and you know, glass containers, robes, outfits. It looks like probably keepsakes from his father that were placed away to be stored. And he pulls out a small, looks like a leather book, like a little pocket book, and begins like thumbing through. While you're there, you see the little elven girl, she's kind of sitting, she's placed the, uh, the metal blank and kind of you know, quenched it in the water and set it aside, and she's kind of quietly in the corner watching, wide-eyed, this little like wayfish girl uh, with big arms. <laughs> she's pretty tough for like a wayfish elven girl. She's been working this forge for a while. Um, actually, like you and Bo and her probably have similar arm structure. I compare my guns. Are How mine so? bigger? Like, do you just look at them, or do you like <laughs> challenge? I kind of like inch towards her and just like. She looks at you quietly and flexes too. It's pretty good. What's your name? and she makes a hand motion. Oh. I know Dwarvish, but I don't... 
fuck. Uh, you, the, uh, pull out um, um, my, my uh, As you're doing this, Uma um, um, is in the process of going through his book, goes, uh, that's Dylan. She doesn't speak, but she can hear you. Dylan. He goes through I, and, fi uh, and finds, he goes, oh, oh, oh. And he comes over and pulls the page and brings it over. Kind of, if there's anything you want to do real fast, as he's coming over with the book, what do you want to do? I'll talk to Dylan later. Sets down the book. And you can see the page that he has open, there are sketches of the exact blade that you have there as one. Look at that. All right, well, there's, um, there's certainly some good news. I can probably repair this. Bad news, I don't have the material needed. Re refined residuum, I assume. No. I don't even know what that is. Oh. What, 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 what do you need? Interesting. Well, uh, if you look here and he points out to the base of the blade, you can see there's elements that creep up uh, and there's, there's these kind of faint veins around some of the runes that have this like bluish, like black blue metal color. He goes, wow. this, this is called Ice Flex. Ice Flex? It's a treated form of mithril that uh, is used in, it's very difficult to attain and uh, is what could repair this and bring the magic back whole. Uh, I don't have any. Where would you get it? Well, you see, Iceflex is kind of a nickname for mithril that's been treated with uh, white dragon breath. White, white, what? White dragon breath. It infuses the metal with its subtle ice, wintry magic, some mumble jumble like that. I don't know, you have to go to the uh, fucking steeple to get more information about that, but. The steeple? The Vellum steeple. It's kind of the archive. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have said that. They'll know where to find a white dragon, probably, if anyone could, but... Do, uh, do you think maybe somebody just has extra ice flex hanging around? Feel free to ask. The only person I could think of that would possibly have some shit like that would be the Plexus Post, Ava, but she's crazy. The what? Plexus the Post. The Plexus Post. Ava? Mm. Master Ava Endelwood. She's kind of a collector. Well, what, what kind of crazy, if you don't mind me asking? Kind of crazy who has a building that's just filled with things she's collected. Trade sells. She's a strange one. I can handle that. And she is at the, uh, this archive. The, Not that I care. The Plexi Post. She's at the Plexis Post. The Plexis Post? That's, that's where Ava is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to Ava, we get something from her, then we go do research at the steeple, then we go kill a white dragon. Well. No, you can go kill a white dragon. You no. don't have to kill it, you just have to get the metal enchanted with its breath. So wait, you oh, like that's easy. hold the metal up to the dragon and be like, breathe on this. Good luck, yeah. Or, or. That's maybe, certainly one way. Maybe you could run up to it and one person could be like, so it like tries to attack you and then another person who's invisible will be invisible and that will hold something up in front of it. Like, and then the dragon will see you and then the dragon will breathe fire at the person that's like distracting and then they would accidentally have infused the mitra. Yeah. That's also a method. <laughs> Good luck. Do you know any white dragons? I don't, but you can certainly ask. The steeple <gasps> probably has some idea. Or, or, or instead of a person being the distractor for it, you could just cast your major illusion. Oh. 
You could just say hi. <laughs> Do you want a cupcake? I'm fine, thank you. Nothing wrong with doing it the hard way. So if you got this ice flex from some dragon, it could theoretically be hundreds of years old, I'm assuming? I don't know. I don't know much about dragons. What's your name, by the way? But it's it's Ulmagorn. I already told you that when you came in. Ulmagorn Smeltborn. Sorry, you're, I'm still... Your accent's thick. That's fine. Yeah. Humans. <laughs> right, so if we um, acquire some of this ice flex, as you've said, then we should return here. You might be able to do some work on it, perhaps. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. What you need the sword for? Wow. How much time do we have? You can sum it up. No. What do you need the sword for? To kill things. The what kind of things? Uh, ancient evils that have been unleashed after being dormant for hundreds of years. I know, it sounds thrilling. We are absolutely Is he fucking with me? No, he's really not. Do you know there's this guy who's really big and he's got like lots of mouths on him? And he's really bad. It's called the laughing, the laughing hand. And? He's a he's a demon fiend thing from the abyss. This is the strangest morning I've had in a long time. <laughs> well, I mean, we did give you a, a cupcake, so you did, and you caught my attention. Look, look, look. I I've got orders to fulfill. I don't have any mithril on me right now. If you want supplies, you gotta get some mithril. Get it taken care of. I, I don't know how you're going to do that, but when you do, bring it back and we can work out some sort of a deal to maybe make this get fixed. I know I can do it, I just don't have the means. Sure, we can do that. You should know that your father worked on very important items like this before. I know he was very old and we're sorry to hear that he passed. But this could turn the tide in a great way. There are entities that you don't want to know much about, and neither do we, but we've been tasked with finding a way to try and defeat them, and this could be a key to that effort. We'll return with the items that you said, and with the coin and more cupcakes and ale. But we appreciate your time. It means a lot. Make a persuasion check. Ooh. Ooh. 21. Ooh. Like, you begin talking, and he's kind of like looking down at the ground, and eventually his eyes kind of meet yours, and he gives this intense stare, like he's looking into and through you. Uh, and as the words continue, you see him kind of slacken a bit in his chair, and his chin raises a bit, and he goes, My father didn't make things like this for money. He made them for the right people. You seem forthright and honest. If you seem like the kind of person who's stupid enough to go ahead and go running towards a dragon to get this thing blown on and you return, and what you're saying is true, I'll do it for you. But you could tell in folks that Umagorn, Smeltborn, has reached his father's level, huh? It would be our absolute pleasure to spread that exact tale. Great. Survive. Yes, 
I agree that is the first step. Who knows, you might find some ice flecks already out there. Probably not, but you could ask around. We will. Yeah, we need to find a few other things too, so. Go for it, have fun with that, or your white dragon, or whatever else your business is. You know where to find me. I've got to finish my orders. Thank you. <sighs> yes, thank you for your time. And nice to see you, Dalen. Dalen. Yeah, I just go up to Dalen really quick and pull out my notebook and tell her, like, we'll, uh, I'm Beauregard. We'll talk again soon, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna go. She kind of, like, gives, like, a flexing... Jeez, what the f- <laughs> She's cool. She grabs a bite of a little sandwich on a plate off the whale. Mugorn's like, all right, gets up, takes his book, folds it up, puts it back in the crate, turns around. Well, Anything else? No, we're off. No, we're no, off. No, no. I give Dylan a cupcake on the way out. Just because, you know, I don't want Sure, Takes sure. it. Looks over at Umagorn, kind of with a, an expectation. All right, eat it, then we'll get back to work. I'm like, scarfs it hungrily. Well, we have quite a mission in front of us. We have to find a dragon and get it to blow us. Yes, that's going to be very hard. Yes. We can, we can do it, though. We've done harder things. As you guys are having this conversation, and as you've been keeping your eye out to see if you're being followed, a cloaked figure from the nearby shadows oh. from the, the back side of the temple begins to approach you. I and that's where we'll bunch. end tonight's episode. Next Thursday, with a guest who will be joining us, what? the fabulous friend Mika Burton will be joining us. Many of you know her from Overwatch League and many other things. She's awesome. You'll love her. She'll be joining us for the next episode, and excited to have her on there. Guys, thank you all so much for joining us here, both live and at the wonderful Murat Theater. Sincerely and seriously incredible every time. So much fun. Guys, do not forget that we love you very much. And is it Thursday yet? Hey, and actually, 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Before we end the show, I'm being told that the election results are in. It's time to find out the president, the 69th house lights. Nice. some house lights. Nice. President of D&D Beyond. If I could have the candidates, please join me at the. Uh, at at at. At a decent remove, if you don't mind. Uh, you you're fine. Um, 
Any last words before we find out? This has been a dr the long, drawn-out um, tens of thousands of dollars in post-production has been spent on one of the candidates' <laughs> ads specifically. Any last words before we begin and find out the results, Liam? For the good of D&D Beyond, let's put this conflict behind us. We need to move on. I agree. I have four things to say. And Christina, if I could please have the results. Christina, ladies and gentlemen, with the sealed results of the, thank you, the DMB Beyond election. The winner, people of the universe and world. Holy shit. The winner, stop, stop celebrating early. The winner, everyone in the world, is Mr. Liam O'Brien! The 69th president of D&D Beyond. For America, for the world, that was for Dungeons and Dragons. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I understand. Mr. President, it's time for your, <laughs> it's time for your acceptance speech, sir. Mr. President. Critters. You are the wind beneath my dead wings. I need to thank you all. I would not be here without you. To the min-maxers of the Midwest. To the rollicking role players of the Golden Gate. I owe this all to you. And I thank you. However, I, I have to say, there is one person that I could not have done this job without. Not our squeep. If I am being honest, I could not be here today without my goblin and my husband. Sam Regal. <laughs> Sam, my beautiful husband, I would like to propose... <laughs> ...a partnership. We need to put bygones behind us. All our differences, they have to go. From here on out, we will president as one. Will you make me the happiest president of D&D &D Beyond on Earth? 
Liam, I've never lost anything in my life. And by accepting this, I keep that streak going. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. I will be your co-president. Grab your loose ball for you, <laughs> is for sure. So there we have it, the first bi-presidential election in the history of D&D Beyond. Bi-president Liam, bi-president Sam. Come on out, you guys, come on out. Take a bow, let's take a bow. Johnson here, and I sure do hope you're enjoying the adventure. Remember when you first found out about Critical Role? Was it through a friend, or a family member, or maybe even through the words of a stranger in the review section of our podcast? Many listeners find our show through word of mouth and recommendations, so please consider rating and reviewing our podcast, because each review makes an impression that may just inspire someone new to give our show a try, and that, more than anything, helps to support us. Thank you for joining us on this adventure, and until next time, let us try to leave the world a little better than we found it. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style, and you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.